0: I okay, we can't. We cut out the shins, dude. We 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 have to split this in two. We have to don't edit don't. It out. Okay. I mean, I love a good three-hour podcast too, but they do shift topics in them. This is our fucking magnum opus,
1: and you were shitting on it by to cutting it off. And welcome to the Abnormal Mapping Podcast, Episode Nine: The Quantic Dreamcast. I am your host, Matthew Marco. Sean. I am your host, Matthew Marco, and with me is co-host Jackson Tyler. Yeah.
2: Hey. And we are
1: joined by special guest Destiny Sturdivant of the Badlands
0: Girls. Sean.
1: <laughs> You both are going to peak like crazy, and it's going to be so hard to edit this. I got
0: right up on the mic as well, and then realized I should have sat back when I did that. I was like, I did that completely wrong. I should have prepared a soundboard of someone yelling, Sean.
1: Jackson's doing segment one.
3: Do you want to redo it? Do you want to redo the intro? No, absolutely not.
0: No, we commit to our (laughs) bullshit. It's fine. Are you sure?
1: Yeah, we're fine.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: If he actually blew it out He'll just re-record him screaming Sean that- And put it in
0: <laughs> You're not wrong Because spending hours just going sure, Now I can't re-record it now this- God damn it Now we have ruined the podcast <laughs> We have a special guest, Destiny Say hello Hello. Introduce yourself Hi, I'm Destiny
3: I am the co-host of Badland Girls A.
1: What is Badland Girls? It is a
3: junk culture podcast A conversation cast, if you will
1: junk culture well you are well equipped to join us today then
3: (laughs) thanks for having me
1: no problem we are uh probably just gonna get right to it after everyone train wrecked my great idea (laughs) for an intro uh and in we're here to talk about Quantic Dream video games for the PS3 specifically Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls Uh, I assume everybody knew that we're not talking about those old ones because nobody gives a shit anymore, except Europeans. Jackson, tell me about Fahrenheit.
0: Um, it's a video game. I tried to play it, then I didn't.
1: Great success! You're busy being a skater boy.
0: Yes, I said, "See you later, boy."
1: Okay. <laughs> I played.
0: I'll, a little I'll be backstage little after the show. A uh, uh, Fahrenheit.
1: You played a little Fahrenheit. Yeah,
3: in in my hood, it's called Indigo Prophecy. Well, for sure. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's probably uh, I don't know. Is that a better name? It's a dumber both name. Pretty
0: dumb. I feel Fahrenheit colon Indigo Prophecy is the perfect name. <laughs> Wait, why do they call it Fahrenheit
1: in Europe? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I just is that the is that the thing? Is that the bit like Fahrenheit? That sounds exotic to Europeans. They don't know I, what that I word means. I assume
0: so. Huh. I mean, we know it's a term for temperature. It's just not the term for temperature. So yeah. I assume that's it. I've no I played I played the intro of that game, but apart from that I've got no idea. I know it goes into nonsense territory.
1: It's about like winter though, right? Like that's why it's called Fahrenheit. I, I, I assume know. so. It opens in winter. I know that. I
0: remember playing up
3: to the point where I was in someone's flashback and I had to do some sort of stealth mission.
0: Oh wow, okay. You got a lot further than me.
1: I just assume, like, how heavy rain had the rainfall in every chapter opening, that Fahrenheit would have, like, the temperature in every opening.
0: I don't remember. That makes sense to me. I don't think so.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate.
0: Uh...
1: I think that's a missed opportunity. We're talking out of turn. Uh, We're here specifically to talk about these two games. We're going to talk about these two games. If you want... Other video game bullshit. There will be a Kusoge cast somewhere in your future slash maybe before this actually came out. We're recording this one pretty early. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what'll happen? Uh, Let's hope nothing monumental
0: happens in the the next twenty three days or whatever till the podcast. We really is miss
1: Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not dead, but he'll never be speaking again. So
0: what happens really if something bad does happen to me in July? What actually happens? We thought then?
1: of we thought of uh, hooking him up with a Doctor Spadezo. <laughs> just do a robot voice but I wasn't sure how well that would uh, go over so we're just going to retire the podcast it's very unfortunate Yeah, it's a sad time it's our dark future
0: it's the empire strikes back of our podcast
1: uh, the, the infra world is infiltrating our universe
0: oh no I do hate when that happens
1: we're going to talk about video games now so we're done with this I have a question shit. for you Matt no, God! I want to just end this segment. Fine.
0: It was a segue. It was a, seg- it was a. It was. It's a segue, but you ruined it now. I was gonna. I was gonna segue into heavy rain, and you have ruined it. Go ahead. How much sad could a sad dad dad if a sad dad could dad sad?
1: <laughs> Stay tuned and find out. So the first game...
0: In, heaven, in Fahrenheit, there's a character called the Indigo Child.
1: <laughs> I'm going to revolt. This podcast is going to be finished. This is the end. The Quantic Dreamcast is the end of Abnormal <laughs> You did that you on to, purpose. You're a monster.
0: You have, to, you have to hear this Wikipedia summary. Just this perfect line of copy right here for the good ending of Fahrenheit. Okay. It's too good. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay here's the good ending Read it without context Lucas learns the secret of the indigo child And the winter disappears He and and Carla have boundless hope for the future (laughs) Boundless huh (laughs) Boundless hope So it it probably actually
1: does the weird temperature thing that I predicted
0: I I bet you're right You're probably right Uh,
1: This is going in I hope you're happy that you sabotaged the outro to this segment I wanted a serious Ah. podcast
0: That was on
3: purpose. He like waited for you to say you were recording to do that.
1: He knows.
0: He knows what I did, (laughs) and I know what I did too. Everyone's (laughs) aware of what just happened.
1: Well, next segment you can enter. You can open with the end beginning of Omicron. Omicron.
0: Oh, the one with the the David Cage and um, David Bowie joint. Yes. What? Yes. Uh,
1: The first Quantic Dream game had David Bowie (laughs) collaborating in some fashion.
0: Wow. He ha- uh, he also helped out with the story and made cameo appearances.
1: So Heavy no Rain is a yes, video game yes. from 2010 for the PlayStation 3. It is ostensibly a very cinematic adventure game. Uh, you control four characters. Uh, Ethan Mars, Scott Shelby, Norman, Jaden, Madison, Page. It is the story of a uh, serial killer that uh, kidnaps the son of Ethan Mars Uh, who was a guy going through the loss of another one of his sons several years ago, and he's on hard times, and he gets wrapped in this weird uh, rabbit hole quest to try to rescue his son that the serial killer puts him through, and these other characters are trying to find the killer also, and uh, that's kind of what the game is. Uh, Quantic Dream Games in general, and uh, Heavy Rain specifically, was known for its uh, kind of quick-time-event-heavy uh, Cinematic Presentation it, it tries to be a movie And what that means is it's actually a lot of button presses To do sh- shit, I don't know I don't know how to intro Heavy Rain, Jackson, save me
0: I, I don't know Heavy Rain is a really Unique thing and Pretty much a total disaster. There you go. Oh,
1: okay, we're just going to get into it, I guess.
0: Are we, we, we going to get into it? Oh, oh, you actually wanted help telling people... what People know what Heavy Rain is for the most part, I feel like. That was a big deal in its year of 2010.
1: Uh, since we're just pulling things from Wikipedia, Heavy Rain was a critical and commercial success, <laughs> winning multiple Game of the Year awards and selling over 3 million copies. Really? Yeah, it was a huge success. Oh. It won three okay. battles.
0: It made it rain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed This really is going to be your last podcast No matter what happens to you okay. um, was, was, well, that, was that the third strike?
3: <laughs> I, what, what awards did it win? Technical Innovation
1: Original Music and Story
3: did, Had they never seen a TV movie before? To be fair
1: it was the British Academy Video Game Awards so who knows Mm, the 7th okay. annual. Very prestigious.
3: I mean, I guess he... Or Quantic Dream.
1: Other There's other no games doo-doo. that won awards that year. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. God of War 3. Mass Effect 2. Connect what? Sports. Need for Speed <laughs> Hot Pursuit. Cut the Rope.
2: Okay. You, you Battlefield
1: r- Bad Company 2. And Peter the- Molyneux. I only listed the ridiculous ones. There's actually good games on here, like Super Mario Galaxy 2 and (laughs) Civ 5.
0: Good use of Peter Molyneux there. The best punchline. I love Peter Molyneux. He's not a punchline, he's a jolly man. No, Peter
1: Molyneux is a punchline, but I still love him.
3: You can be (laughs) a punchline and a human being. Those two things can exist simultaneously.
0: That's true. I I think so, anyway.
1: Let's talk about Heavy Rain. Um. So, the
0: first trophy you get in Heavy Rain, which is my favorite thing, is Interactive Drama! Thank you for supporting It's Interactive Drama.
1: <laughs> That's just for I, I, completing the tutorial area, right? Yep. yep.
0: Yeah. It's it's great. It's You're terrible. being supportive. You have to support Interactive Drama. You're in a
1: pre-Kickstarter world, like, that makes sense.
0: It's, it's less the fact that it's thanking you for buying the game, more the fact that uh, it's thanking you for supporting this groundbreaking genre, Interactive Drama.
1: So... It's hard to separate Heavy Rain from David Cage being a bit of a pretentious asshole. Uh, And I mean that in the nicest way, because I kind of agree with a lot of the things he talks about, but... Uh, around the time, specifically, of Heavy Rain. He has cut this out a lot of in his speeches. There was a lot of games need to be emotional, and to do that, they need to chase cinema, and to do that, we need the power of the emotion engine and the PlayStation 3 to harness the ability to create interactive dramas that the world has never seen before, because video games' stories are terrible, and we can fix them by emulating bad Hollywood dreck. <laughs> <laughs> We can fix video
0: game stories. Let me tell you how. Have you ever seen the movie Seven?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What if it was about a dad? The saddest dad. dad.
0: (laughs) The saddest dad you ever did see.
1: And what if we made it hella, hella French?
0: (laughs) I'd play a game called hella French.
1: Uh, Luc Besson makes that movie like once every 18 months, (laughs) so you're fine. Yeah. Uh, so, Heavy Rain has maybe the most infamous opening, like, hour in video games, modern times, yep. right? It's gotta. Everyone knows press S to, X to Jason, right? At this point. Yeah, everyone
0: does. I think it's less than, I would call it more like half an hour, but yes.
1: Sure. Uh, you start the game as Ethan Mars. You're going about your day, exploring your house, being an architect, being a dad. Uh, mm-hmm. taking a shower. You get a butt shot. I don't know. Um and uh then you go to the mall with your kids and your son dies That's just great but uh i want to talk to jackson specifically about that opening because i feel like we have a disagreement because i think the opening of heavy rain is great
0: i think it's interesting and i really like what it attempts to do i just think it doesn't work for anything like what they're trying to convey
1: okay let me lay out my argument the, y- yes. The thing I like about... And we, we covered this last podcast, if you want to go back and listen to this. But the thing I really like about Heavy Rain's opening, specific to the rest of the game, is I think it's the one time where this idea of cinematic gameplay like enhancing narrative really works you wake up in this house and there's no real pressure to do things you just do them and the camera focuses on very mundane things and your actions are keyed to very mundane things like brushing your teeth or putting on clothes or just going in your kid's room and juggling for a while whatever it doesn't really matter you can interact with all those things but it be- it's super light and there's very little impact to those actions but because of the way the game is framed around them because of the way you interact with those things and the presentation layer of all of this music and all these camera angles it adds weight to the narrative and I think that's a thing that cinema is very like that is fundamentally cinema is about Making something important by pointing a camera at it and investing yeah. someone's artistic efforts in showing you that thing and depicting it. And video games are really terrible about that specifically. There's a lot of effort that goes into justifying your dumb video game narrative in codecs and cutscenes and audio logs when in reality, all you have to really do is point a thing at something happening and like demand that this is a thing worthy of attention and most people come along with it and i think it's the one instance where heavy rain does that it immediately goes wrong and does all of the bad things but in the opening i think it achieves that uh, the the dad simulator is a game i would play absolutely and i think i'd really like it
0: yeah which i agree with you on everything you said there But then, what they're trying to convey is this is his happy, perfect life in his happy, perfect house. Uh, But every single thing that you do, every single uh, like, because it's focusing on all the mundane, these mundane interactions, everything has like it takes way too much effort for the amount of effort um, uh, Ethan would actually have to spend to do it. So the whole thing feels extremely just. It just feels really sad. Like, it f- feels like depression simulator, you having to force yourself to do all these mundane things that should be very normal, and it doesn't work to set up uh, the emotional state of Ethan, because were this the chapter that happened right after you lost Jason, all the mechanics would like make perfect sense, because you're forcing yourself to go through these very rote interactions, and it's hard. Uh, whereas uh, uh, that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to set up the I bit don't, before that.
1: I don't think that the complexity of interaction with mundane activities necessarily means that you are signifying a character's mental state. Like, look at like a good example, but maybe a slightly incongruous one is Quop. Like, that game is about entirely complicated actions for an act that most people, like, take for granted. I think, mechanically, a video game like this, by far... Focusing conscious player effort on something that is unconscious for the actual actor You emphasize, like, the activity Like, you make uh, the player focus on it Not necessarily the character it can still be totally automatic
0: But in quote that's, that's for a purpose The purpose is to point out how complicated running is as a thing to do And get you to think about it differently Whereas the purpose of the opening in Heavy Rain is to show what his life is like before everything goes to hell like within the, the story he's trying to tell it doesn't fit the yeah uh,
1: for me I think like you were, I like I understand your argument that it reflects the mindset of the character I don't think that's true like I see it personally as it brings a mindfulness to the player more than it reflects mm-hmm. the mental state of the character the problem is you're actually supported by the rest of the game because activities that are stressful for the player or for the character, require more button presses later on, all the yeah. time. So, you're right, and I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, that's the I only time I'm going to admit that. that. And... <laughs> 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 I,
0: I, I think there's some really interesting opening uh, things in the beginning. I think the single best interaction in the game is the one where you're playing with your kids. Um, specifically, for the like on a formalistic sense, for the reason that you can choose to lose the fight with your kid. It's the only objective you have, which winning or losing it like doesn't matter like do you win the fight with your kid do you lose the fight because you're playing with your kid you let them win or not that that's a really interesting thing to like emulate in its mechanics and that's the one time it does that in the entire game
1: did anybody lose those uh i lost the sword fight the first the second time i played this game i played this game originally in probably 2010 when it came out Uh, and replayed it for this and the first time I think I won because I wasn't thinking that way and this time uh, I'd already heard Jackson say that and realized that he was right and lost and that was fun I mean it's it's not much different but you do get you falling over playing dead and your kids cheering and running back into the house and then there's this nice scene of Ethan just lying in the grass like smiling to himself it's actually a really nice little moment before everything goes to shit yeah. Which it does immediately afterwards.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like the intro uh, did feel really sad. And I didn't necessarily think that Ethan was sad. But the the music and the rain yeah. and all that just kind of felt like this sad. Like you knew something horrible was going to happen just from that. Mm. I don't know. And the way he's lying in bed. He looks distraught. He just seems really... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That all colored my impressions to
0: kind of read it as sad as well. He seems like really. He doesn't really emote, He just does his thing, and there's no context to anything. His wife's left a note, and it like it's more than just the mechanics. The game does go out of its way to make that seem like a sad moment. So do you think the, the
1: implication is that Ethan had like emotional stability problems before this even started?
0: I no. That's the vibe I got. Oh, do you think do you like so think that was a deliberate one of the interesting things, of
1: things about Heavy Rain, and we're not really going to talk about it because none of us played it, is that there was originally a bunch of prequel chapters with all of the characters planned. They only made the one with Madison, uh, mm-hmm. and released as DLC, where she's investigating the Origami Killer uh, like early on and finds a different still killer, and like there's this weird action scene. Um, if people want to check it out, you can find video online. Uh, it's a it's a small goofy thing. I think they used it as a demo. Uh, of the game because yep. there's like an early voice actress for Madison that didn't make the final cut, uh, and, but uh, they plan to do this for every character. And I wonder if Ethan's might have suggested this. Uh, I don't. It's not really relevant since none of actually came to pass, but. Uh, yeah. I had not heard this argument before, and I think it makes sense, I guess. I was willing to accept Ethan as a uh, kind of okay guy. I think the sad piano music is kind of uplifting in its own beautiful way. I don't know.
3: Well, it's just the fact that he starts the game, he's all by himself, mm-hmm. and he just seems detached from everyone he lives with. I mean, when the house becomes full of people, like his, you know, it kind of shifts a little, and you do yeah. get this, like, everything's happy, but starting the game with him all alone like that and having to read a note and going into all these empty rooms I couldn't help but read that as a sad thing
1: okay
0: yeah and all the like random interact like you can walk around the garden do things or you cannot it doesn't make any difference which is fine you're exploring the space but you feel like really lonely waiting for everyone to get home which I guess you are in a sense like that's what being at home on your own feels like I guess If if
3: you're a sad dad If you're the saddest dad Yeah, you gotta wait for the kids to get home To complete your life
1: (laughs) To justify (laughs) Your existence, yeah So, this aspect The dad simulator, sad or not Is the part of Heavy Rain I really like I would play a game of that The other part that I think really works is The the next character, Norman Jaden Norman Jaden Norman uh, uh, (laughs) Jaden Agent Norman Jaden Agent Norman Jaden. FBI FBI. profiler. Uh, He's sent to investigate the origami killer because the police can't do it, obviously. Origami. Origami killer. Uh, He sounds
0: Australian. He um, sounds
1: Australian. And Norman Jaden is maybe the most adventure gamey character. You do a lot of crime scene investigating. He comes with this weird optical... Glasses and AR glove thing that is straight out of Batman before Batman did it. I guess. Uh, I wonder if Batman actually did take that from Heavy Rain. I bet they did. You think so? When
0: did Batman do it?
1: The in Arkham Asylum, you have Detective Vision. Oh, and you straight up in Detective Vision, like you see, like there's a scene where you're trying to. Track someone down, and you find air, air molecules of alcohol on someone's breath, and you follow the trail. No, just yeah, i like... no, yeah, Oh
0: yeah. wow! I thought you were referring to the Dark Knight, and I was like, "But that. Ca- oh, oh, no, no, no! no I, I mean geez. the Batman <laughs> video no, game. No, you mean the games? Yeah, video games. Sorry, video games.
1: Um, and uh, it he he's. Norman Jane's ridiculous. His He's got a drug addiction and maybe an addiction to his weird AR glasses. It's hard to say. But he's, he's
0: from not only a completely different
1: video game, but a completely different century to everyone else. Yes. Yeah, he's a future man, but he's also the Twin Peaks man.
3: Yep. <laughs> a is... man out of time. An Agent, <laughs> <out of> <laughs> Agent Cooper out of time. An Agent Cooper out of time. Like, they never. Ex- okay. Can, are we summarizing? Are we done summarizing him? Or we're, yeah, I we're ask, gonna talk about every
1: character. But I, yeah, we oh. want to. I want to talk about characters in turn, uh, because I think that's the way to tackle this.
3: Okay, Norman Jaden, the the drug addiction and the connection to Ari, the um, Google Glass, a oh, well thing that he has. That connection was not very well explained. Or is that just me?
1: No, no, no. Is it's he... not explained at all.
3: Okay, so that substance that he needs, they're connected to the glasses. Like, he needs that to get the glasses to work? I don't know. <laughs> what did you guys read into that? So, uh,
1: I, I tried to... The first time I played this game, I think I just had him take all the drugs. Uh, and the second time, I tried really hard not to take any drugs, which you actually can't get through the game without doing, uh, as far as I can tell. I think he he think aut- like he automatically takes one once. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, It's never really clear Like they imply that the drugs and the glasses go together But a lot of that is hinged upon His weird hallucination of the butler In the glasses telling, warning him Like if you use it too much It could backfire But it's never actually clear whether that's the drugs or the glasses And I feel like His ending implies that it's actually the glasses Not the drugs
0: I got the implication that the drug was simply to counteract The side effects of the glasses
1: but, okay, oh, that makes sense to that, me
0: That makes way more he, sense Every time he, he got it after using the glasses And then it was like, okay, do I use the drug to, to take it down Or do I just wait it out Because it's better to wait it out for some reason like, It wasn't clear, but it was clear I understood that it was the glasses and that the drug could stop that What I didn't understand was the why why Taking the drug was a bad thing uh,
1: but... uh, Yeah, I mean, it's never really explained I, It gives <laughs> no. you this interesting Dichotomy of your drug-addled Detective man uh, but yeah I don't it doesn't really give you a whole lot of context I like Norman Jaden straight up Me I would too. play the Norman Jaden video game <laughs> he is he comes from a much goofier uh, game than everyone else does
3: oh his little like... Uh, set pieces when he would put on the Ari and do his investigations. It's like, do you want to do this underwater? Do you want to do this on the moon?
1: Yep. Uh, that was my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, he deals with a bunch of cartoonish asshole cops and uh, every time you make him outburst it's hilarious because he's kind of an but in an <laughs> endearing way.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, and his hallucinations are great and genuinely creepy. <laughs>
0: Those, tanks. Those tanks.
1: Those tanks! Those tanks, yeah. <laughs> weirdly that's almost how a puzzle agent ends
3: <laughs>
1: the uh the telltale adventure game which also has kind of a twin peaksy vibe
3: well i'll have to check that out yeah
1: it's a it's a good little thing it's it's professor layton but uh way easier and smaller um so let's talk about scott shelby because you know oh, who I want to save for le- last. Le- oh. Let's
0: talk about Scott Shelby. Oh.
1: So Scott oh. Shelby is oh. the <laughs> schlubby <laughs> private eye character. He is investigating the origami killer by retreading uh, all of the victims uh, after the police have gone and been ineffectual, and you get a sense that maybe he's going to get things out of them that they had forgotten or didn't tell the police. Uh, he is... Uh, portrayed as the shining white knight of the game. Like, you're introduced to him literally saving a hooker with a heart of gold character from this abusive John. Uh, and Scott Shelby's actually the killer. Whoa! I know, right? Huh? What? Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow!
3: <laughs>
1: Can we talk about the plot hole? Which one? Yeah, but first off... <laughs> <laughs> replaying this game, it is glaringly obvious that Scott Shelby is the killer because he is the only character that's portrayed as like this flawless perfect person. That's a good point. Because every scene with him ends with him helping someone. Is them go- Like, in the scene in the uh, convenience store, the guy literally goes, I didn't think there were good people in the world until I met you. And it's like, of course he's the killer! Of course uh, he's the killer!
3: Uh, that's all I can say is just noises. So, and...
1: His whole plot revolves around going to the victims and helping them out and getting evidence about the uh, crimes that you think he's putting together, but he is literally just collecting his old evidence to, like, destroy? But that doesn't make any sense at all. Nope. At all! This is Because nope. why would he need to do that? He's already not been caught. Nobody's on his trail. None of that evidence came to light, and even if it did, he was good enough to wipe it all off, because he used to be a cop.
0: Uh... It-
1: Blah, blah, nonsense.
0: How does he do and all then, that and still have time to set up all those traps for Ethan?
1: Yep. He's a very busy man. <laughs> <He is. laughs> for a guy for an asthmatic who can like barely get around sometimes.
3: And has a drinking problem. Did you guys see all the little yep. hidden whiskey bottles? Oh, yeah. And he's constantly there's this weird fetishization of uh drink that happens sort of with him. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, the plot hole that was talking about, uh, the one thing where his reveal literally falls apart is there is one murder that happens as you play as Scott Shelby to try to throw you off the trail. And it, it takes place in the clock, uh, the typewriter place. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like a tinker's ha- shop, I guess, because there's a bunch of clocks there, too. And the camera cuts away to your it's plucky... An an-
0: it's an antique shop. I think they established okay, that. Okay, your,
1: your plucky prostitute sidekick for about... 30 seconds as all the clocks go off and she's looking at a ballerina thing. And in that time you are uh, supposed to believe that Scott went behind a partition, uh, killed a guy with the typewriter, hit him in the head, wiped off the typewriter, called the police, uh, wiped off the phone and then came back right to that spot. And it doesn't make any sense. The game literally shows you him doing these things once he's revealed as the killer and like narratively, the way that that cutscene flows out makes zero sense.
0: Nope that's not that's not my problem. Like that's that is my
1: problem. it, it is you can... it is such like an obvious. We are going to negate the legitimacy of how we've been telling the story just to throw you off the trail. Yeah,
0: but you do that in it, it, his head the whole time. Yeah, that's more of a problem. The fact that every single time he will have a thought, he'll be like, well, I have to, I have to stop the killer. Who's the killer? How do I find the killer? And you're like, oh my god, Scott Shelby, I know it's you! Um, and like, I I always thought the implication of that scene was that... Because, doesn't she stare at the thing and then the clocks go off? Yes. The music... I thought but the, it's, yeah. still,
1: it's still only... It's, it's probably less than 30 no, seconds. I thought but, the
0: implication was she got caught up looking at it and then the clocks went off. And sure, but like the game
1: a, doesn't do time dilation or expansion within... A single scene ever again.
0: It just feels like a, a really badly executed moment in a game that has far bigger problems than.
1: But but then once the reveal happens, because specifically because of that moment, but because of all of it, yeah. Like, it feels they like show a cheat.
3: that scene in at the end yeah. that they show him hitting him, but when you're playing it, you never ever go back there. So it's just it, it was extra frustrating to know that you were controlling this guy that whole time and he never once went back there to kill this guy and
0: then the game shows you, Oh no, you really did Maybe that's just super frustrating for you two because I think you both played it for the first time, not knowing what happens or who was the killer.
1: Oh, I knew who the killer was the first time I played. He knew. It, I didn't know. I knew know. the
0: first first time as well. Which uh, it's see, still it's still a
1: giant asshole move to do like as it's, a creator. It's it's
0: a terrible it thing. Doesn't, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah,
3: yeah, it doesn't fall in line with any of the uh, having like you when you're reading these people's thoughts or listening to their thoughts, you you take that you know as it. You take it as it is. It's not something that you're going, oh,
1: are they really thinking this? That's the thing. None of the other characters is that ever played as a possible unreliable narrator.
0: Exactly. No, it is. Is it? Madison's an unreliable thing. Really? In what way? Oh, wait. Is she not? I was confused about that. Maybe because she... I'm I'm fairly convinced that they don't say that she's going to Ethan... Specifically to look for him Like they pretend That it's for her insomnia And she bumps into him
1: Oh To be fair By the time that happened I had stopped listening To people's thoughts I didn't do that A whole lot in this game
3: <laughs> Oh I did it a ton and part of It, it was is like because, my, One of my part favorite of it Parts of the I game Part because I played it
1: after uh, be, Playing through Beyond mm-hmm. uh, When I replayed it And then Beyond doesn't have that
0: No mm. I, I did it a lot Just because I had to hear all their thoughts Because they're so stupid Half the time They're just like Oh, I guess I'll have to go Do this Could do this I instead. mean
1: ostensibly It's supposed to be Your hint system
0: Yeah Yeah I better look in the fridge for the eggs. <laughs> it's,
3: it's pretty great. All... <laughs> oh, there's pans, pans in the living room.
1: <laughs> so the reveal is that Scott Shelby did all this because when he was young, uh, he was, uh, he had a young, he and a, he had a brother. I don't remember the ages. It doesn't really matter. Um, and they had an abusive father who was an alcoholic. And during this one time, their father was drunk and his brother got caught in this drain pipe, in this sewer, in this construction site that they were playing in. And he went to go get help from his father, and his father didn't help. And his brother died, and ever since, he's been trying to test father's wills to save their sons when they're put in similar peril to try to find the perfect dad. To what end, I'm not really (laughs) sure, because it's not like he's, like, like... If that was actually his pathology, he'd, like, fetishized his dad and want to, like, have him, like, as a father figure, even if that doesn't make sense age-wise, you know? Like, that actually happens. People do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead, when he finds out that Ethan is the perfect dad, he just tries to kill him, which is admittedly pragmatic, but doesn't make any sense for the kind of, like, problems he's presented as having.
0: By the time he tries to kill Ethan, it has given up on making sense entirely. Sure,
1: that's also true. (laughs) Good point. Um... What I think is more interesting and not really developed, since we're talking about the killer specifically here, mm-hmm. is the scenes about a third of the way through where Ethan is convinced that he is the killer. Yes. Because post the death of Jason, he's been having these blackouts and he's not sure what he's been doing. And he's convinced that he is not only like doing this stuff, but he has set up this these trials to test himself to prove that he can be a good father because he's been a really shitty father post the death of his son. Yep. And the game mentions it and then never does anything with it, even though it's a more interesting story beat than anything else. They, in
0: they cut out game. the explanation for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they...
3: did, you, did. You guys get the scene where they go to his psychiatrist? I can't remember.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, who... all this, all the scenes are in all the games.
0: Oh okay. Um, what was I going to psych- say about The psychiatrist. Because I thought, I mean, I knew it was Scott Shelby, but the Scott, the psychiatrist is like, if this were an episode of Law and Order, it'd be him. Because yeah, yeah. quite clearly he's like, oh, he he has these problems. He's like, well, I've seen Norn Order. You're the guy who they're gonna charge. The- this yeah.
1: uh, psychologist who lives in like a clock tower or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. He also is a weird psychiatrist
3: out of time. Like his office is super futuristic. But
1: he's like the most Freudian man.
3: Yeah, and his he's got all these um types of technology that like you don't see anywhere else in the game because oh, yeah, he kind of like, like these
1: brain scans Ari? of Ethan in real time that just like read yeah. out his emotions as Ethan's monologuing
3: yeah <laughs> oh, yes it's so weird yeah, I, I, felt, I
1: felt okay when uh Carter Blake Detective Carter Blake beat that guy up that was fine
3: <laughs> I hate Carter Blake
1: no everyone hates Carter Blake we're not gonna talk about him because he sucks though Destiny you were convinced he was the killer
3: who, Ethan or Carter, Carter, Blake. Blake? Carter Blake? Oh, that's because he was such a villain. He was such a villain.
1: And to be fair, in the narrative of cop murders people and then tries to cover it up by investigating the murder that actually makes sense. I guess that's actually what happens, just in a much dumber <laughs> way. Yeah, yep.
3: backdraft. Remember backdraft? No, I
1: just mean that's what Scott Shelby was doing, but in <laughs> a just much dumber to talk way. About you were projecting Scott Shelby's actual narrative onto Carter Blake's, un, like, unimagined narrative, which yep. I think is hilarious. But uh, I
0: watch a lot of TV movies. It, it
1: sign- I think it would also be a better game if that was the reveal. <laughs> that's just because the end, a-
0: end of the fight would be you getting to punch Carter Blake.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Yeah. you don't that's ever get trick. to do that, unfortunately.
0: Do you know, yell at him a lot. Does he he he's still with the force at the end? You don't he actually doesn't get any retribution for any of being awful, does he?
1: No, of course not. He probably no. gets a promotion. He caught the origami killer. Oh, you're right. Because <laughs> because yeah. Blake's wire, Blake's apparently. an FBI man. He just gets to go home to Washington.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, oh, I played man. that game. The game about how Carter Blake gets to Grise up the top of the police force for being the exact kind of thug that helps them out. I mean,
1: you know, he's a cop. He is the most cop cop. (laughs) (laughs) Capital C is Herc from The Wire.
0: (laughs) His name is Head, Dick Head. That's a wire quote.
1: So let's talk about Madison Page, which is maybe the real, like, Heavy Rain's, it's got a lot of problems. We've talked at length about how little it makes sense but the part where it is outright onerous is all of the Madison Page stuff. Yes. Agreed. Like Madison Ma- Page is a journalist, though you don't find that out till like, the game's almost over.
0: I think you know she's <laughs> a journalist. I think you can find out she's technically a journalist, but you don't find out she's investigating, um, what's his fate? Ethan, until the end.
3: Yeah, that was the thing I was going to ask you guys about. Yeah, no, that comes like, out of there's nowhere. There's a scene... Yeah, you can search her, like, uh, stuff, yep. Ethan finds her notebook and she's been writing all these notes, and it's like, when did she do this? I've been with her the whole game.
0: Oh, did you... <laughs> didn't know oh, she? So was I didn't know, know you could, me. that Ethan could f- know before. Oh, wait, that that's when Ethan confronts her, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Okay,
0: yeah, sorry. I, thought, and I
1: didn't get that there. scene in my replay, because they didn't have sex.
3: <laughs> oh, see, they so didn't mind, because when you guys told me there was a sex scene in this game, I was like, well, no, I gotta no, make the, this the, happen. Like,
1: it's absolutely worth seeing, but I... I'd already done that the first time I'd played, so I wanted to see what happened if Ethan's like, I have a kid to rescue and I'm like half dead, so we probably shouldn't fuck right now.
3: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. He's got broken ribs, his finger's gone, he's got burns all over his body, but he's still going to get some,
0: because video games. Yep. Not only does he get some, but then he also falls asleep for a bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be like, fair, he's probably concussed at that point
0: Sure, so, sure But it's like the get some, past, uh, just just give me a bit Just give me a bit oh, Okay, now I'll sneak out
1: So Madison Page is a journalist Who's ostensibly investigating the origami killer uh, You are introduced to her Through a dream sequence Where she has this sexual assault dream Of these guys running into her apartment And attacking her while she's in her underwear And it doesn't get better from there No Uh Uh, Madison Page is maybe the most effort spent in a video game to make the most awful sexist caricature I can think of yeah having
3: to play out one of my nightmares in a video game that that introductory scene that
1: was the worst and uh, we'll talk about like sexual assault in games more when we get to beyond but the fact that it is literally contextless introduce this character put her in sexual peril And then do nothing with it. It's just a dream. Is the most insulting way to approach that kind of content I can imagine.
0: Yeah. It's like, I need to establish that she has insomnia. How do we do that? Well,
1: maybe (laughs) she has rape dreams every night. Yeah, it's terrible. It's super gross. And it doesn't get better because she is a character who is given almost no agency other than she is into Ethan as a. Uh, investigation thing, but it presents as she's just fascinated by this guy and patches him up and moms him a lot. Yeah, and, uh, and she
3: moms him because she used to mom her brothers when she was a girl, yeah. and uh, I, it I just takes her back.
1: That. Yeah, it's super gross. Every time she goes and investigates a thing, it ends up with her in some sort of situation where she asked, she's degraded or uh, potentially assaulted or actually assaulted. Yeah. Every single time.
0: Every, literally yep. every time. There is not a single time where that doesn't happen. I am trying to think. Nope, not one. Not one! <laughs> did you
1: guys end up in the doctor's basement? I did not. How? Did you, Jackson? How do you not end up in the doctor's basement? Okay, so the first time I got caught, because you always do. Once you're in. Because you go to a guy's house to try to get a lead, and he, like, sells drugs, and he, he looks like an evil, Colin mockery. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I always think that. I still think that to this day. Um, And he gives you a drink, and you can't drink the drink because it's obvious that that's probably doctored. Yep. Uh, that would be a dumb thing to do. But then he leaves to go get your pills, and what you need to do is sneak into his uh, like bedroom. It's like the door nearest to where you're sitting. You have to do it slowly because if you run, you'll make noise or whatever, or you go full speed. You get a, the Laguna Club whatever thing off his nightstand to like a matchbook or business card and you have to walk out immediately
3: oh, see i drink the drink it is a thing because... you
1: would only know if you had like played the game before and knew that this was probably going to go real south i mean you have the idea that it's going to go real south because that's the direction this game's going in but uh there is a way to avoid it and that is the way the only way and it's acting in a way a player probably would not actually act
0: because i went in I, I, th- I might have found that card No I did find that card I went into the room I found the card And then I just continued Looking through all the other rooms Because of yeah, course I did if
1: you look at anything else He'll catch you You have to leave immediately I didn't even do that Oh my god So I don't exactly remember How this goes down You, you drink the drink Or he catches you And he knocks you out And you wake up in his basement Like strapped to like A medical gurney yeah, and he's you, going to drill you? What's I don't remember He's going to drill you
3: in the vagina Okay, so you wake up and you're tied to the thing, and he's all laughing and he gets out his drill, and then you have to do a bunch of, like, cutscene, or, like, quick time events where you're trying to shake yourself free and then he gets distracted because a missionary comes to the yeah, door It
0: stops for, like, a comedy bit <laughs> with a Jehovah's yeah. Witness saying, oh, hey, have you, and it keeps cutting between the two and it's, oh my god oh. And if you fail
3: to um, do anything, like if you, because I didn't know what was going, I didn't know I was supposed to kick his uh, drill or chainsaw or whatever towards my uh, feet. So if you fail while the guy is up there, he'll come back down, he'll start to do it. And then somebody else, like he'll come back and be like, well, are you sure you don't want to hear about (laughs) Jesus? (laughs) And it's really goofy. Oh my God. So I had that happen. And then you proceed to, you know, you break free and you can kill him, but the first few times I failed and it was it was the worst. Dude, it does it actually
1: worst. show her getting drilled?
3: No, she, she um... okay, so eventually she, when she breaks free, I failed after I broke free, um, like you go through the scene where you fight each other and he can um, strangle you to death. Hmm. Uh, so I got strangled the first attempt and then later you end up... Uh, drilling him in the heart okay, and killing him. Uh, But there is an option to leave him, just run out of the room and not kill him. But I guess he... uh, I don't know. I I read a walkthrough and it said, if you choose not to kill him, uh, you know, uh, that's a thing. So I don't know if he comes back or what.
1: No, there's no room in that game for him to come back.
3: Yeah, he doesn't come back. Okay,
1: yeah, because there was an option to leave him alive. Though, in theory... It might make sense. We'll talk about Madison's ending. Because uh, I got a different ending than I think you guys did. Uh, and I f- maybe it would tie into that. I have no idea. But we'll talk about it later. Regardless, uh, then Madison goes to a nightclub. She follows that trail of the Laguna Bar, whatever it's called. And has to... Not only uh, a protracted sequence where she has to uh, tart up. Uh, she tears her dress and puts on makeup and pushes her boobs out to catch the eye of a guy.
0: And you have to do each of these things like in it's where the mechanics of Heavy Rain just become unbearable with their minutiae. Yep. Mm -hmm. As you just have to do. Oh God.
1: And then you catch his eye and you go to his place and then you have to do a striptease at gunpoint. Oh, and if you is great. And if you get through the striptease
3: without taking off all your clothes, you get a trophy. That's like your dignity is impaired, intact. Your dignity's intact or something like that. So that's nice. That's real nice.
1: Yeah. Thanks, video games. Great. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, if you if you decide to take it all the way, you end up with Madison in underwear. Because uh, they uh, just bottoms. She gets topless a lot in this game. Because uh, I want to yeah. see how bad it goes the other way. And it, it stops there, but that's not better.
3: Yeah, I took off the skirt for that scene, and I, I got that trophy about the dignity. So, just so you know.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think you have to take off one thing because you don't get the prompt to hit okay. him with the lamp until you do.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I, I took off the skirt and then I hit him in the face
1: with a lamp. Yeah, it's the other way is not better. So you guys made the right choice. Because <laughs> I was like, how bad can this go? Because I needed to know for this cast, and it, 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 it's it's seedy, but in like a really like petty, non-impactful sort of way, like yeah. everything else with Madison in this game. Because they won't actually commit to like investing that character with any sort of like inner life outside of how much she's into Ethan.
0: Nope, that's all. That's her character.
1: Oh, Madison's awful. what and it, it's not even the actress or anything. It's how she's written and what how she's portrayed. It is the most condescending.
0: Madison is the reason people hate David, David <laughs> yeah, Cage. Absolutely. Like his, his other stuff is weird ideas about game design and stuff. That's and the, the fact that the, the game is both full of bad acting, I mean, that yeah. all Heavy pales Rain's in comparison. I mean, yeah, kind of like
1: a shitty B-movie, but there's a place for shitty B-movie video games, as exactly. long as they're not, like, exactly. sexist right. and gross.
0: Yeah, and Madison is so gross and so sexist and so awful in every single way that that's the reason people hate David Cage as her, her yep. character.
1: Which is a damn shame, because the seeds are there for a character that would be awesome in a game that invested her with that kind of agency.
0: Tell us about the ending that Im- the implies the good Madison game. Okay,
1: so I didn't have uh, Sleep with Ethan, which means they don't get together even though everyone survived at the end. She just goes her separate way. And she ends up on this talk show, the same one that uh, I think Jaden always ends up on if you succeed with Jaden. Uh, yep. And she's uh, talking about her new book, Heavy Rain, uh, written by Madison <laughs> Page about the origami killer. The, logo, like the, yeah, the, the crane tower. logo of the game is on the cover of the book. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but then she's at a book signing and uh, everyone's talking to her and they're like oh you did such a great job you were so brave or whatever implying mostly that she like because of this tell all book like she took all the credit for the origami killer which is fine like doing the investigation or whatever I mean that makes sense given how everyone else just wants to put their life back together um, but mm-hmm. then you have like a character come up it just shows their back and hands in the book and as she's signing it uh, it's like a guy's voice uh, kind of low and he's like uh, he's like, uh, you did very well, Miss Page, but one of the the problem was that you didn't have an adversary who was vicious enough. And she like pauses and looks up, and when she looks up, there's nobody there. <laughs>
0: and it was Carter Blake <sighs> implying
1: that. She has attracted another serial killer who will, like, put her through what? some sort of rigor test, which means that Madison Page has just become, like, this novelist who, like, true crime writer who, like, tracks down and gets in these weird <laughs> battle of wills with serial killers. And that game's stupid, but I would love to play that game. Like, that's a game where Madison Page could be a great okay. heroine. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, a uh, that's, <laughs> like, Hannibal, but... You know,
0: reminded me of Castle. Yeah, but sure. it's
1: it's like the same kind of like as like the Norman Jaden game is literally like a dumb CSI with more quirky stuff in it. The Madison Page game would be like a Castle, or I really want to think it's like Hannibal, but like you know, someone who tracks down serial killers and like has this like morbid like gets inside their heads and it's this duel of wills. And I that's that's great. That's great like crime narrative. That stuff exists and is awesome, but it's yeah, never like a the woman. in it. Is- If they were going to make a game like that, I think it would just be more... Oh, well, they're not going to. And they'd already done such damage to Madison Page at that point. Yeah, it would just be a gross
3: game. Yeah.
1: Sure. But if they had written that character as that kind of person from the beginning and not included all of that stuff, she'd be great. She'd be the best part of this game.
3: I don't disagree.
1: Yeah. (sighs) So, let's talk about uh the other endings of You rain and get out of here i think we've accomplished all we need to with this fucking piece of garbage <laughs> someone else want to take this up How does ethan end up for everybody he's a happy dad he's got a girlfriend yep. in yours yeah yeah uh in mine him and uh what's his face
3: sean the other sean. kid
1: sean 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 Get a. uh,
3: Sean.
1: We'll link that video in our notes. It's too good. good. Please look it up. It's it's the best. Um. Uh. He and Sean get an apartment and they kind of just run around playing with each other and it's it's nice and peaceful. I don't know what happened to his, uh, his ex-wife who like basically told the police oh, yeah. that he probably is the killer. the face
3: of the earth and apparently gives him custody of the yep. kid even though she thinks that, uh, he's a murderer. Well, obviously he
1: wasn't. He's a hero. Oh, that's right.
3: <laughs> oh, they, yep. they
1: made a news hero, report about uh, it, obviously.
3: Nathan Jaden becomes, uh, the new Nancy Grace.
1: Norman Jaden? Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> he's on talk shows. He's, uh, tripping balls <laughs> yeah. in his office.
3: Oh, that's right. He, he sees little tanks. He,
1: yeah. Uh, he has a scene where he's in the RE and doing investigations frantically, because that's the only speed Norman Jade <laughs> investigates at. Uh, yep. <laughs> he it's, it's, like, it's like Minority Report, but if you removed all grace <laughs> or subtlety, uh, and he sees these tanks coming up on his desk on Jupiter or wherever, and he's like, oh, this is weird. And he takes off the glasses, and then the tanks are on his desk that's in that- real life.
0: No, there's there is, there's a moment, there's like a five second yeah. pause where there's nothing, and then a tank just comes over the edge. Yeah. It's super weird. One. It's great. It's so great.
1: And, uh, and, uh, what's his face is dead.
3: Yeah, Scott's dead. Scott's dead. And Lauren <laughs> yeah. stands over his grave.
1: Uh, she's talking, yeah. Lauren did not survive either of the times I played this game. I, I could not oh, figure out how to strange. get her alive.
0: How? What? She she can die. She can die.
1: I I freed myself, but then like I go to like wake her, and I guess I picked the wrong of the two prompts, and he just kicks out the window and gets out. (laughs) 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 Which, to be fair, given Scott's predilections, like makes total sense he would do that. Like, why would you save her in that instance?
0: No, no, it doesn't. Because if he would have done that, then he wouldn't have brought her along. Because he's like, oh, I why thought to he police. brought her along
3: because he has a heart of gold and he changes baby's oh. diapers for them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, he brought her along because she was starting to piece... Like, at first she was, like, probably fun to toy with, but then once she started actually piecing things together, like, he couldn't let her oh, go to the none cops. None of
3: that made any sense, but...
1: Because <sighs> if she went to the cops with a list of, like, <laughs> clients and, like, the origami thing, I they could have run right, that down. right, but I just... The Scott stuff was so badly handled that it's just like, bleh. But oh no, the Scott stuff's terrible. But she died in mine. So tell me about the ending where she exists.
0: She's just angrily yelling at him say, uh, at his grave, going, "I can't believe I trusted you. You're the worst." Is there person. a scene where like, Destiny? You implied
1: there's a scene where like they, they have like almost a yeah, romantic okay. implication.
3: They there's a scene where yeah, they totally kiss. Uh, he sends her away. I can't remember why, but they're.
1: Oh, where she gets no, out of the car? and it's They in the go rain? to like,
3: are they in a train station or an airport? I totally just blanked on this.
1: He, oh, he's see, I He's sending her away see.
3: because he feels like, oh, it's right after he saves her, so of course she didn't get this, and he sends her okay. away because he's like, this is too dangerous for you, and she's like, I'll go, and you can either hug or kiss. And I was a little grossed out because I was, I saw their whole relationship as like paternal, like father daughtery, uh, but either way, uh, I just, you know, I always go for the kiss. So they smooch and it's a really long gross smooch and then she gets on the train or the plane or whatever because I stopped caring and uh, she's out of the game while Scott's off apparently you know, torturing Ethan
1: okay, you still get that scene where Scott murders yeah, like 30 oh yeah, people? he goes
3: back and, and he uh, I did kill the uh, millionaire Um.
1: okay, I didn't kill I him I killed him, but only time, because I
3: killed him uh, he was a rich jerk and I, I thought,
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Oh no, he's, he's a monster.
1: Crap. Uh, if you give him the pills, uh, he's like, oh, he, thank you for saving me. And Scott goes, I regret it already <laughs> yes, he, and walks out, uh, which is kind of a great one-liner. I, I wish was it was in a better game. I to
3: save him, but then he talked crap about poor people and I'm like, I'm not saving him. I'm a hero. And then,
1: oh, when, uh, when he talks shit about, uh, what's her face, Lauren ugh. in the other yeah. one. Because she's dead Man. and it makes him angry. Uh,
0: button pusher. And the 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 other ending, which happens if Scott survives and she survives, she totally just shoots him. She runs really? into him in the street and executes really? Scott. Really? Yep. Yeah, of course she does, because she he, he kills... Oh, yeah, because the only way the Scott survives and is everyone else
1: dies, right? Yeah, so she's oh, the one gosh. that kills Oh my gosh, yeah, I would have um, preferred Scott. that over
3: the last scene in my is there, gameplay.
1: Is there a narrative where Scott gets away and everyone's dead?
0: No, the only way for Scott to get away is for I know, but to, to like die. there's an er- there's
1: an ending where Scott gets away free.
0: Yes, yeah, that's if she died okay. and trapped. Uh, she she just walks, but because there's nothing for him to do, so it's just him walking <laughs> down the street going. Wow.
3: The very last scene of my gameplay was her yelling at his grave, and then. She- yeah, it's-
0: yeah. She's the last episode. Uh,
1: yeah, and mine it's just Scott's uh, grave, and there's no one there. It's just. <laughs> The uh, the <laughs> grave site. Actually, I don't even think it's Scott's grave site. I think That's it's his so brother's. Weird. I don't remember for sure.
0: They're I next to each okay, other. yeah, aren't they?
1: But which is nonsense because he
0: totally has yes! his grave next to him when
1: they That's find true. him. So maybe maybe they double stacked those graves. That's a thing that happens.
0: <laughs> they had to move someone else's body. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: origamied them together. <laughs> I just don't get why. Okay wouldn't if you wanted this game to begin with ethan shouldn't the last epilogue be ethan and madison and sean all being happy in the new apartment and not this awful scene where this mother who lost her son yells at the killer's grave
0: (laughs) right exactly (laughs) that was weird
1: and with that, I think we have done. Oh, yeah, we've we've gone very long on Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain's a garbage video game. Uh, it, it's full of problems. It, it looks bad. It's aged poorly. Its mechanics are clumsy. I, I would still think as a curiosity, people should probably give it a shot. Yep. I, like, as much as I think it's trash, it, it is a capital I important video mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But, when we return, we'll talk about an Actual good video game, more or less. Okay. We're done. Shut the recording. Sean! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For segment three, we're here to talk about Beyond Two Souls, the next game after Heavy Rain, uh, also for the PlayStation 3, released in 2013. Beyond Two Souls stars Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe as their creepy digital avatars, and uh, is about uh, Ellen Page plays a character uh, named uh, jody Does She have a last name?
3: Yes. Jodie Hol- Jody
1: Holmes. Okay. Jodie Holmes, who uh, is a girl who, as long as she's been alive, had has had this ghost named Iden attached to her uh, that is, uh, we'll say, rambunctious slash incredibly violent. Uh, in a poltergeisty way, it throws things, it chokes people out. Uh, he's a real dick. And uh, Willem Dafoe plays the government researcher who- oh, No, no,
0: no. That's- Will and Foe plays the requisite sad dad. I think we need to...
1: <laughs> we'll talk about this, but... N- Will and Foe plays the researcher who uh, takes her in and uh, ostensibly is trying to save her, but uh, maybe not. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the plot of Beyond Two Souls, Jackson.
0: I try couldn't to if I tried. <laughs> try to
1: succinctly summarize how Beyond Two Souls is, does its thing.
0: Okay, so it's basically like Halo... <laughs> okay, how do you think it's like Halo? Because <laughs> that's exactly
1: what Master Chief is. Kid, kid that gets kidnapped and then told to work for the military. It's the same thing. <laughs> is that actually Master Chief's backstory? Yeah. I thought he was a cyborg. Uh, No, he's a human. Like, he, he can got... take off his suit and everything? He can. He totally can. Oh, I thought, like, the Spartans were, like, these weird genetically <laughs> they, modified cyborgs. They got
0: upgraded, like, once... Like, once they went into this program as kids, like, they developed them through puberty to be specifically the kind of people that could be, uh, super soldiers. But they started out as normal kids and then got kidnapped. Oh. So, Beyond Two Souls... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... It's it's told in a non-linear style for absolutely no reason whatsoever.
1: I disagree wholeheartedly. I think no, that okay. non-linearity I... is key to the storytelling. But
0: I think it's key to some of what is going for storytelling. I think. It I backfires. don't think the arc could
1: work at all put front to end. Hmm. It
3: makes sense to me, but I have reasons capital
0: R
1: reasons why it's disjointed or reasons why it makes sense put front to end.
0: Oh, why it's disjointed. Okay. I I would have preferred so, it to
1: be the other way. It but, opens. Yeah. With, I'll just summarize since you cannot. Uh, it, it opens I, with
0: <laughs> she's she, right. it, it opens with her uh, narrating, saying something has happened for me. Where do I put the pieces together? I guess this is a good place to start. And then she's in a police station, and uh, you know she's not talking. A bunch of SWAT teams come for her, and William Dafoe is trying to chase her. And then it cuts to William Dafoe finding the aftermath of her uh creating this like destruction you realize okay this is not your average uh girl who's on the run for stuff and then
1: then you the game jumps between her uh as a child like dealing with these problems uh this ghost uh her as a young woman growing up in this government facility her being trained by the cia and being a government operative because this is la nikita her going on crazy missions uh, with the government uh, because it's also Metal Gear Solid and then her on the run after she breaks out because it's also like the Fugitive or any other weird like like X-Men maybe I don't know uh, going on like, a, like she walks across the earth and gets in an adventures <laughs> because she's running away from her past that can't escape her uh, the TV series where
0: it's just her walking across the earth and getting into adventures and every time her hair is different I'd watch that
1: yeah, oh, we'll yeah. talk about that.
0: Oh, totally. Uh, I'm for that. Pro that. So,
1: the difference is, in terms of Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls mechanically, uh, it's direct control instead of that weird tank gas, like, oh, rotate God. controls. Yes, you're right. Oh. Um, It removes the go with people's thoughts thing. Uh, it greatly simplifies button presses in that most of the time you're just flicking the stick in the direction of a thing you want to interact with. hmm Uh... And the action scenes are almost all just, like, flick a stick in the right direction instead of hold down four buttons and shake. Mm -hmm.
0: I like that. I approve. So much better.
1: Um, Outside of that, it's still a very cinematic game. It dispenses. We didn't talk about this. I guess we should have. Uh, Heavy Rain has so many split screens that make zero sense in terms of being cinematic because no movie has ever done that many split screens. Ever.
3: And they interfere with gameplay depending on what you're trying to do. That's true, too. Uh, Beyond Two Souls that. is
1: much straighter in its uh, composition. Uh, it's also a much better looking game and most importantly, it is way better acted. And I give this 100% to Alan Page specifically, but also with Defoe, by bringing the actual actor gravitas to this game. It would not be the same without them.
0: Oh. Well, <laughs> Alan Page specifically it might be one of the best roles I've ever seen in terms of carrying a sheer amount of bullshit and making it work.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, yeah.
0: wrong. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> that takes a special kind of unthanked uh, talent to carry that much bullshit and pull at least some of it off. Man. I would say most of it. I would say, yeah. I mean, by pull it off, I mean the entire, like, support the game,
1: not uh, okay, her specifically sure. having bad moments. Yep. She's a character who has to act with someone who doesn't there. Uh, because Iden's never doesn't vocalize; he just makes ghosty noises and moves stuff.
0: Uh, uh, and did did you see? I don't know if you looked. Sorry, but there was an interview like with the DP thirty guy who did an interview with her about the game.
1: No. And,
0: well, apparently, like she did the game. She talked about doing it, and the like uh, schedule for getting through was ridiculous. Like it was like.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was grueling. The script is yeah. like two thousand pages, right?
0: Yeah, and she basically had because she had to do different uh, emotional, re- like she has to do every um, possible reaction to every line. And the way she did it was just say one line, beat, say the other way, beat. Say and she the other also way. has
1: to not only motion capture, but then do also face capture, which is probably two separate processes. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. not an easy game to be in every single scene <laughs> of.
3: <laughs> I'm sure she was
1: underpaid and she's definitely underappreciated for making this game a thing that is not a goddamn nightmare disaster. Yep.
3: You can tweet
0: your thank yous. Yes. I, would <laughs> she would she appreciate? I don't even
1: know. I bet she doesn't think of this fondly.
0: I bet she'd read it as someone going, "Hey, thanks for Beyond Two Souls," because no one likes <laughs> this game and
1: everyone is sarcastic about it. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, I want to talk specifically first about the way Beyond Two Souls is better about all the bullshit that ruined Heavy Rain, uh, in that it is much less gross. Yes, uh, still okay. still kind of gross. Um, it has moments. There, uh, Ellen Page is con- like Jody is constantly condescended to in this game, mm-hmm. uh, and in it's like even the very premise of the game kind of cast you not not just you're not playing as Jody because you're jumping to uh, to Aiden also but that also means that you're cast as the player in a paternalistic role where you're like I need yeah. to take care of this character and make sure everything's all right with her more than it is you are playing Jody uh, we'll talk later about how I think playing as Aiden is the wrong choice in this game at all but uh, I, a lot of that is because <coughs> you also play as a, you also play as another character <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, though the game goes out of its way to portray all of its dadding as a negative every character who tries to dad Jody is scolded or something bad happens to them for it uh, Way all the way down to Wilma Defoe becoming the ultimate sad dad and a villain oh. because of it
3: yeah what about Cole
1: um I don't know what about Cole
3: he doesn't I mean, he's not really punished for dadding mm. her
1: that's fair you're right
3: I mean, he's, he's more of a loving dad than she's, she, he's the most loving dad character that she gets the whole Mm -hmm. game. So maybe that's why he
1: is like, like, like when we talk dismissively about dadding someone, like he is an actual, like positive male role model figure in her life. Like maybe the only one, uh, compared to every fucking other person who shows up.
3: Yep. I mean, the only thing I didn't like about him is that he called her princess, but she didn't seem to mind. And like I said, every other dad figure was gross and awful mm-hmm. and mean. So maybe that's what she needed as far as like nurturing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking way too hard about this. Like it's there. No, no, it's I, fine. I I
0: think like the ways I thought about this game specifically were very much in re- relation to this because my problems or disappointments with the game was that the third, like the final act didn't capitalize on the fact that Her entire life had been decided for by these other, like, paternalistic forces, and she had no agency of her own. And then when it gets to the end, she's like, okay, this is the point where you fight back, right? That's what has to happen. And it kind of does, but in nowhere near the satisfying way that it should. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I was half expecting, like, after, um, uh, what's his name, Ryan... Betray- not betrays you, after you get off the plane and you realise what's happened and why she's on the run mm-hmm. I was half expecting her to be like okay, homeless folk, we're assaulting the CIA, let's do this and it's a go, it's <laughs> pure nonsense that's what I wanted, obviously it didn't happen for many reasons, mm-hmm. but that would have been great
1: mm-hmm. um, and uh, we'll, we'll address it since we're talking specifically about how it's a better more nuanced portrayal of women um, there is a sexual assault scene in Beyond Two Souls that is optional. Jackson, you missed this entirely. Yes. So when she's a teenager, there's a scene of her being rebellious and all like punk rock, uh, gothy, and she
3: blue streaks in the yep. hair, plaid skirt,
1: and it's she
0: rookinest fucking guitar you've ever seen.
1: <laughs> and she, uh, she talks her way. Uh, cons her way out of the facility where she's at to go to this place to ostensibly meet friends at this dive bar. I assume they just tricked her because uh, everyone she meets who's a, another child is super shitty in this game. Uh.
0: I don't think they tricked I assume there was more of a mistake. I can't yeah. think they tricked her because the differences between her character in this chapter and the one where everyone's being addicted to her, which is technically the previous one chronologically, the party... Her character has changed so much that I bought that she now had a group and an identity and friends who
1: wouldn't lie to her. Hmm.
3: Oh, see, I I totally thought they lied to her. Yeah, that's We're, like, we're we gonna fell. be here.
1: Um, I it, it's never really clarified, so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but she goes to this bar and there's just like three shady ass dudes there, and uh, you can. It's clear that you were too young and not welcome, and uh, at that point you can just walk out, right? That's what you did. I sat down, the guy
0: came up to me, I said, I'll have a water, and he was like, okay, because I think the... If I remember, like, there's the two guys playing pool who look really shady, and there's the guy who's like, well, behind the bar, who's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he came up, and, and he's like, okay, sure. And then mm. I was like, I could play pool, but that seems like I'd be interacting with these two dudes, which I do not want to do. Yeah. Or I guess I could walk <laughs> out.
1: And so I walked out. Okay. So, I made the mistake of going to play pool, uh... Which you, because I, I'm good at pressing buttons appropriately, I was really good at. Uh, so uh, Jody starts pool sharking this guy, basically, and he calls her out on it. He's like, well, are you trying to con me? Uh, even though there's no money on this, I, I guess, I don't know. Wounded pride, I guess, is enough because he's a fucking awful bro-y man. Um, and then these two guys like get handsy and then like actually move to attack her. The bartender doesn't seem to be doing much anything other than standing around letting this happen. And uh, because you have a ghost who's super powerful, he flips out and he ends up brutally murdering all three people. Because he locks the yep. doors and then uh, the um, you choke one of them out with Aiden. And then you take over the bartender who grabs a shotgun and shoots the other guy in the back and then shoots himself in the head. That's pretty uh, good. Leaving, leaving Jody. Uh, traumatized on the pool table. Um, which is... Okay. Better, but still... So, mm. I don't really want to see sexual assault necessarily laden into my backstory of my female protagonist because it happens a lot and it's always shitty. Yep. The yeah. plus of this game is that it actually takes the time to make that a thing that she remembers and is impactful in her life. And that's something you never see in games.
3: Yeah, yeah it comes up It later. comes up
1: when you have... Uh, your romantic dinner with your handler guy for the CIA and it, it, you're you're getting kissy on the bed and she like freaks out because she remembers this uh, mm-hmm. and uh, if, if this doesn't happen like it does that scene doesn't happen where she freaks out like it's because of that and then when the very end of the game where you're having the flashbacks to all the traumatic moments of your life like that's in there too um, as a thing that happened to you and so like it's not perfect but it, it isn't better to see that addressed as a thing that affects people that there's actual fallout and baggage associated with being a victim of those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, which are like I said, better. I'd rather it not be in there at all uh, to be sure. If I'd known you could just walk out, I would have just walked out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't, wanna, I, I don't need that in my life. Yep. Jody doesn't need that in her life either.
0: Nope. She can go back to rocking that guitar.
3: Oh, I would love a teen angst simulator <laughs> of just being angry at your dad. Unfortunately, those exist,
1: rip. but they're all like young men angst simulators. And they're angst, every that's... video game ever.
0: <laughs> no, that the video games of Heavy Rain was before its time. the The age of dad angst is here.
1: Sure, but before <laughs> that, and continuing, look, Aiden Pierce is not a dad angst simulator. No. That is a teenage Aiden, angst simulator.
0: Okay. Yes. <laughs> Aiden Pierce is not a man uh, with a child. He is Wait. a
1: man-child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, doesn't Aiden, his or is it his niece? I don't his fucking niece. know.
1: His okay. niece. He doesn't have a child. He's uh, too busy being fake Batman.
0: Oh, he's too busy. He's too busy standing up against the man. Yep. Okay.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> God. So, um, now that we've got it out of the way, um. How does everybody feel about Beyond? I feel like I've been dominating this. Someone take over the reins.
3: I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> what? It is just as goofy. as It's got the B-movie goofiness of Heavy Rain, but the writing is better. The story is uh, more interesting, significantly so. Um, there were... I didn't like the weird kind of racist Navajo chapter. We'll talk about that. Okay, Uh, but overall, I really liked it. I kind of wish there'd be a sequel. We'll talk about that, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, If this were a real movie, I would probably watch it if Ellen Page were playing uh, that role. Because that's really cool. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Would you? You would? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make this movie, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um... The things I, I didn't... I don't know. I, I feel like this um, grand dream to make uh, video games, little movies... I don't know. I don't know if it was the most successful uh, tr- uh, attempt at that, but I, I
0: enjoyed it. I can't say I didn't enjoy it. I think in terms of the tone he was going for, uh, emulating the cl- its closest, in a different way, rival uh, video game cinema, Metal Gear Solid is the way to go, because... Okay, yeah. That's the one that is basically doing movies with its cutscenes, but they're all ridiculous and they're not actually, like, serious drama like Heavy Rain wanted to be. Like, um,
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, Beyond Two Souls does better at being a movie than Metal Gear ever did. I, totally, I think that the... Because to- you could totally film... Like if 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 this entire scene, these entire scenes, like camera work, everything was just live action, it would a lot of it would actually still just work.
0: Yes, like in quite a few scenes, like you're like this is competent cinematography, this is shot fine. Yeah,
1: I agree. And then you become a ghost man and uh, (laughs) pull the sticks back to blow (laughs) things up.
3: Oh. Pull the sticks back for mass murder.
0: Hey, hey, David, we need a video game in here. What should we do? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> what if some people you can make shoot
1: themselves, but some people you can't? No. Mechanically, the problem is that a lot of people <laughs> criticized Heavy Rain for being not a real video game, and we're not even going to get into that discussion because we know the abnormal mapping editorial stance on people who claim anything's not a video game—they can fuck right off. Uh, but uh, in doing so, they added a lot of. Gamey elements to beyond which includes being Aiden, which means you're fast traveling around these locations and interacting with things to cause always mayhem. Uh, And uh, there's that chapter where it literally becomes like one button Metal Gear Solid (laughs) where you are Jody in the Middle East, like sliding into cover and choking dudes out and... Secretly, it's probably my favorite thing in the entire game. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Not That's so secretly, fun. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: like
2: Metal Gear Solid. If you, could just entire... make,
1: if you could you... just make Metal Gear Solid with Ellen Page, it'd be a better oh. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. You have Snake
0: dies, and then continue on Metal Gear Solid's Ellen Page's the new Snake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, But... Outside of the gameplay stuff, like just I, like the various threads that the game tackles are interesting, uh, like even in and of themselves. Like we can argue about the merits of various parts, but like I think the little girl stuff is incredible.
0: Oh the, yeah, uh, the little girl stuff is probably the best part of the game. It. I agree.
1: Um, it was the most fun. You're given the least to do in them, which is maybe why it works the best. But mm-hmm. you are mostly spend that time shrugging and being uh, upset about being haunted by ghosts and <laughs> watching this character kind of get railroaded into a situation you know is going to be bad for her
0: the uh, little the little girl chapter is the only one where i think playing as Iden worked
1: uh which part the part where you use Iden
0: to listen in on your parents shit talking you yeah okay fostering. that's fair and it's the only way that oh this is what Iden means for her this is how it affects her emotional state. She gets to hear her parents have these conversations that they don't know that she can listen in on. She gets to understand things about the world that is hidden from her, and I, I really like that implication, and it was the one time where I thought that it allowing you to control Ida actually matched up with uh, what the game was trying to tell story-wise. Mm-hmm.
3: With the exception of that scene where she uh, has him choke that kid at the snowball fight? Yeah, I th- I think I think that's after that, yeah.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah. I can't remember the order.
1: I mean, she doesn't have Aiden choke anyone. The the problem with Aiden is you're you're given agency over two play two characters who have almost always differing ends. Jody is not a violent yeah. person, but Aiden is just by its nature portrayed as a, a fairly like violently protective entity. And yeah. you can choose not to do those things. Uh, and probably give a better outcome in Jody's life because of it, but I don't think that matches up to what the story is trying to tell. This story of her being saddled with this thing that is often extremely overreactive to things that happen to her. Mm. Uh, so I always tried to play Aiden as almost always murderous, and uh, and it, yeah, it ruins Jody's life. But the thing is, giving the player those two different goals and. Uh, Telling them to figure it out in terms of making sense narratively, that's a like I'm almost amazed at how much respect it puts in the player to be able to inhabit both those mindsets simultaneously to advance and like live in a narrative.
3: Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, I, I don't really think it necessarily it.
1: always works. I think it, it'd be better if it spelled it out earlier that that's what you need, that, like that's quote unquote the right way to play. Uh, right. But that's how that's what I took from it anyway. Like, I, when I played as Aiden, I almost always ended up ruining whatever Jodie was trying to do, but that's what that character does.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I did as well.
1: And murders uh, dozens and dozens of people.
0: But, like, <laughs> in, in the scene where she, um... In the party scene, where Aiden kills everyone... I don't think everyone dies in that. I think Nobody dies, but yeah, you and, burn, and burn the house. Down. Hey, you burn the house down, because of course you do. Uh... And I think that was a bad scene to have right at the start, because it's your establishment for uh, what
1: Aiden is and what Aiden can do. But I think that, I think if that scene had just been, you have to do those things, it would have made more sense.
0: Yeah, but... Uh, because
1: it would have it explained to the player that Aiden is a character who does the violent thing. And so even if it gave you the option to not do those things, every player would choose that. But giving you the option as Jody to just walk out and it not be a big mm, deal... exactly. Uh, removes the idea of Iden as this character who, like the carry ending, always happens for Jody. It, it frames yeah,
0: yeah. It frames Iden as uh, it, it frames Aiden's anger as Jody's anger. You are mm-hmm. acting on yeah,
1: and that's which not is, how it actually works. Like those two no. are always almost always at ends as the game moves on.
0: Yeah, that's which I I like that. I like that scene in isolation because fuck all those kids. Um, <laughs> like, Agreed. The party was... Yes. Yeah, exactly. And they throw in the thing and I'm like, this is the worst. And obviously you click revenge and you... Uh, it doesn't matter how far you go with it, but I assume 99% of people, people at least used Iden for a bit of that. But that's not how the game goes in any other chapter. That, yeah. That's not how Iden ever works. Ever mm-hmm. again.
1: No, he will just take revenge even when there's not actually cause for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then, like, admittedly, even me, there was times where I didn't do that. I didn't choke out your foster dad when you can do that. I did a little bit, but I let him live.
0: <laughs> I also did a little bit. <laughs> uh, I was like,
3: just a little foster dad choking.
1: Um, and then the scene with the date, like, I I disturbed like one or two things, but for the most part, I left them alone.
0: Yeah. I I uh, <laughs> I just hated Ryan.
1: Okay, so, so we we'll talk about Ryan. Ryan. Ryan is the CAA handler who takes you away from your, uh, like, institute home with uh, Willem Defoe and Cole. Uh, and uh, Hakeem tries Woodbine. to... TV's Hakeem Woodbine. Okay, thank you. I don't remember his name, unfortunately. I'm looking at the <laughs> wiki page and it just says Ellen Page and Willem Defoe, so you know who got the big money. Uh, oh, the big
0: money, in quotes.
1: They probably got paid...
0: I, I mean, I shouldn't go paid, but I don't think it'd be the big money.
1: Oh no, sure. Um, and uh, sorry, we're talking about Ryan, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he takes you away, and so it's like this weird antagonism. And I think part of the problem is it. Jody's an indeterminate. She's like eighteen when she leaves, right? she likes. I think so. Just about. I think yeah, she yeah, might be they younger, say
3: she's.
0: But I don't it, know.
1: Part of it is Ellen Page is constantly 17 to me, so it's impossible for me to gauge this. (laughs) And it's just her being like a cute little Canadian. Uh, She'll always be 17 in my head. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, And because of the way the game works, like, Willem Dafoe constantly looks older and older as he goes on until he becomes the full Dafoe. Uh, <laughs> the full de <Defoe. laughs> oh no totally you hear that Where the the second to last chapter when the thing is revealed
0: it's like they did it of course they did it why was there any doubt in my mind that they wouldn't do it the full defo is here
1: yeah <laughs> oh, oh correction this episode was by we've Kadeem actually Hardison. talked about this because I use this phrase a lot and Jackson thinks it's hilarious this was almost called the full defo but I like our <laughs> original title better
3: that's hilarious
1: um, someday will Defoe you'll be in another video game and we'll talk about it.
0: He was already in uh, James know, Bond. Everything on. He'll
1: be in a game we'll play for this cast. <laughs> really? he that. was
0: the James, he was a Bond villain in a video game.
1: That's Which unfortunate because he'd be a good actual Bond villain. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, uh, Ryan takes you away, and so there's this weird thing where, like, she hates him for taking her away from her family, and Ryan's kind of like, "Well, I'm just following orders, whatever," and he's kind of a dick about it, and then time skips to. You doing the training montage and him being like this paternalistic figure almost, but then there's Jody having feelings for him and him being like, like, he's not, a I don't like, Ryan's an okay guy. He doesn't actually do anything particularly shitty in that he game, does, other than he he's boring romantic, uh, like, interest. One is he doesn't do anything shitty. We'll talk about the thing at the mission later, but I'm talking before that. I'm talking before that as well. The okay. mission thing is the one
0: thing, but the other thing is
1: the chapter where...
0: Which, in terms of play order, it comes right before the date with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where he separates Jody from... Uh, her home. And
1: and you, you responded way more violently emotionally to that scene yeah, than I did.
0: because that's maybe the, the most powerful scene in the game, where you walk around your room and you pick up all your stuff and you take the picture of the phone and you rip up the picture of your foster parents. You, this is what you do. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really like, like... That is the scene that I will point to to say why I think this game could have played really well in chronological order. Uh, if it had a slightly different approach, because if it was more about her relationship to the spaces she was in and the limited agency she has within a life that's decided for her by others, uh, like, that is the chapter that gets closest to that game. I think that game could have been amazing. But uh, the bits of that that are in there are really great. And he just shows up and is like, now you're going to do this. And she's been with Willem Dafoe for, like, 12 years now or something, because she's 18. I did look it up. Mm. Uh, And now he's... Uh, Ryan's the guy who's just telling her now what's going to happen with her life
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you tell him f- f- uh, what's the f- I think she just says fuck yourself or something I can't remember what
3: yeah like Which that. Is-
0: and I did that and I cheered I was like hey <laughs> <laughs> and it's great and it's the super satisfying chapter uh, and emotionally like resonant one and then it cuts to years later, and she's like, I need to get with Ryan, which one is weird because he was introduced as a super paternalistic figure. Two is weird because uh, the emotional state I was in specifically was I do not like that guy um, and blame him for making this part of my life. Mm -hmm. I couldn't separate him from Mm -hmm. being part of the system. Mm -hmm. Like, Whilst he is following orders and it's technically the system that is... Uh, telling Jody what to do, he's still the guy doing it. He's still responsible and complicit in that, and has been a part of messing up Jody's life. And I, the fact that Jody was like, no, what, I really want to impress him, was like, I didn't understand why. I didn't understand, which is another, I hesitate to say problem because I think it's interesting that the game does a lot of cutting between moments and deliberately avoiding character motivation. Mm -hmm. like you're like oh in the last scene she was a really shy girl getting bullied by anyone but now she's a goth Uh, or teen angst rocker person whatever scene kid i don't know (laughs) i don't know i was never a good teen i never learned the terms uh (laughs) um, (laughs) and like on one level that's really annoying because you don't have any consistency to her character but on another level it is like if you're gonna look at a bunch of cutouts from someone's life you're gonna miss out on a lot of stuff and it does that
1: but yeah um you could call them narrative plot holes, but I, I did admittedly kind of address each big chapter of this game as its separate thing. Like it comes with its own, like context, d- almost divorced from the larger narrative. And I, I actually ended up kind of playing and thinking about it in that way. And we'll get to that more when she escapes from being a government agent. Cause it really becomes that. Yeah. But uh, the thing I liked about the Ryan thing, even when like, yeah, it's not like earned that she's into him and it is literally just La Femme Nikita, uh Nikita retread. Which is, I guess, is fine. That's a great movie, but uh, uh, this exact situation happens, where it's an agent kind of under duress who falls for a handler, and there's this weird relationship where you're like, this isn't gonna work, and probably is gonna go actually bad. But like in the moment, you kind of root for it because it's a like this is a, the one decent thing that's happened to Jodie in her life that she's like, I want this. This is a guy I want. You you're pretty clear that he's not gonna become like the weird British kid at that party or the guys at the, at the bar who attack her. Like, he's Ryan's not going to become a weird, weird shit man suddenly. Uh, and she wants this thing. And as a player, I'm like, well, I want her to have the things that she wants. Like, the game has invested her with enough character that when she expresses a desire for something, I felt empathetic in trying to get that for her, even if I don't think Ryan's very interesting. And yeah. the fact that a game can instill that kind of investment where I'm like, okay, Jody wants this guy. He's boring, but like she wants this and that's that's a good thing for her to want and have like it's natural so let's go for it like that's amazing that a game can like actually create that sort of feeling that does not happen
0: Mm -hmm. no I agree I I think like for me in that chapter the fact that she really was like this is a good thing like I got that but then also it was extremely dissonant because I was approaching I played the game all in one go as opposed to you yeah Um. And I I think I might have taken a break in the middle, but I I mostly just played that through. So the lack of any emotional through-line between the chapters was really dissonant. And that was the most egregious one, the biggest shift between the two. Okay.
3: I have to agree. I felt I didn't like him at all, and then her being suddenly interested in him was really uh, strange to me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Then we have Metal Gear Jody. But no, hang on, we didn't talk about the other most
0: interesting thing about that chapter is it's okay. the only time Aiden oh, and Jody right. are in direct competition, but you're playing as both? Yes. So, so Jody's ten-
1: trying to make dinner and clean up her fucking slobby apartment. Like, come on, Jody. No,
0: it's okay. No, that's no, not no, a slobby apartment. That's it, not a slobby apartment. That is what movies think slobby apartments no, look like. No, she has she has I chicken agree. nuggets sitting
1: on a counter that aren't being eaten. They're just on yeah, but the there's counter. like two chicken nuggets on an otherwise immaculate counter. That's not what mess looks like. Fuck off. Also, by the way, <laughs> this this scene of I need to scramble to clean up my apartment because I don't know how to live like a human being. Straight out of the fun Nikita Also, <laughs> really. Yes. She gets visited by like some cute painter guy who lives downstairs or whatever, and she like I've been in a government facility my entire life. I don't remember how to be a human being, so it's just she's just a slob because she's used to having someone come in and clean up every like all the time, uh, which I think is a great bit of characterization, but kind of ex- like not explored because it's all totally extraneous. And I watched this movie that they're clearly referencing, which it does th- it kind of does that a lot really. Uh, it's unfortunate, because if they were more explicit, it would work, even if it is a reference. Um, but yeah, so she's trying to make dinner and get pretty and stuff. And Aiden is trying to be a dick uh, and interfere with it, because he. Uh, this is the only time the game really addresses the fact that Aiden, uh, even if Ryan wasn't kind of a dickbag sometimes, uh, he wouldn't let anyone into her life anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants her basically for himself. Uh, because he's a weird, needy ghost man. Yeah, the per- characterization of Aiden is weird. Um, which I mean, would be interesting well, if it was it's... explored, especially in the context of once you find out what Aiden is at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, it's uh, it's just this moment, uh, and it's a good moment. I wish they had explored it more. But it yeah. is weird to play characters that are at ends with each other, and in this instance, I was way in Team Jody. Uh, I mostly was in general because Iden's violent and I like not being violent but uh, Jody's I wanted Jody to do all these things Iden tries to trick her out of her apartment apparently you can get locked out of the apartment when he knocks Uh, on the door
0: why would you ever leave the apartment because Jody's like oh fuck off Iden
1: (laughs) Um, and once the meal happens you can uh, um, Iden can once the guy shows up you can mess with everything the mm-hmm. best, the best, most hilarious part of this scene, this whole scene, which is kind of played as a joke. This whole thing is kind of, I mean, not a joke, but it's light, it's lighthearted. It's it's a it's a comedy scene. I, yeah. in, the,
0: in the film, this would be the funny one, the funny scene. Like, um, not mur- yeah.
1: Relative to everything else, anyway. Uh yeah. It has its own it, sense yes. of sadness to it, I think. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the, you can choose what to cook. And one of like the e- I guess the easiest thing because all of us picked it and I think it's actually the right choice is something called Asian beef, and when and it, it's a, like a four recipe thing like I could cook this and I'm a terrible cook, but uh, when Ryan shows up the best line in the entire game he's like mm, this Asian this Asian beef I when, when I went to China I I lo- I love this kind of food and the idea that Why something as generic and American as Asian beef is a thing that he recognizes as a Chinese delicacy is exactly the kind of nonsense that you would expect from a Quantic Dream game. I I, I think the developers who have never seen an American bathroom, because they, like, it's less and beyond, but it still kind of does this. There's water closets everywhere. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? As in, the toilet is not in the bathroom in All of Heavy Rain, and it kind of isn't in Beyond either. In every American bathroom I've ever seen, the toilet is like three feet from the shower. That's how it is in most pl- places here. I uh, my house here is separate,
0: but it, it's. I, I assume that must be a European thing then.
1: Yeah, no, it's totally a European thing, but it's rife with half that stuff. Half
3: bathrooms are a thing, but they're not common. Yeah. I think it's a little no, more. No, half fashion.
1: bathrooms are a. Uh, you know, I have I have a two bedroom apartment, and one of these bathrooms has an extra toilet. I mean. Ellen Page
0: lived in a fantasy super apartment that oh, clearly true. came from the I mean, same place as Ethan's it, fantasy super house.
1: It, it, it makes sense for her because she's government agent. That makes sense to me. They set her up somewhere nice. <laughs> yep, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, no, Ethan's crazy apartment. I mean, even if he is an architect, <laughs> the one that he gets to the end is like a like an office space. It's huge.
0: Oh, the one that he gets at the end is like, "How the hell did you afford that in New York? You're a dad. She's an author." I
1: appreciate that his crummy that his crummy hotel room was a legit crummy hotel room.
0: Well, that, yeah, yeah. When everyone was bummed out in that game, they had really shitty apartments.
1: Um. Anyway, beside the point. Uh. So that happens. Then you get Metal Gear Jody, which is a war torn. Did they say what country it is? Oh, Probably not.
3: It, it's a. Thing- fake middle eastern yeah, sounding. I thought it was fake that... African, but I guess not. Would? Well, not... Yeah, mm. that's the thing that confused me. Mm.
1: I assumed North Africa just from the looks of it.
0: it is it? I'm look... are you looking are i looking at but I don't I don't think it okay. I don't
1: think it says it at all. Um Somalia. Does it say? Yeah, it says Somalia on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Oh, really?
3: Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. Then. No. Doesn't... Yeah,
1: we'll get to that. You're That's thinking of fake the, China. Of the thing we had an argument about because.
3: Oh <laughs> yes, yes, we did argue about this. I remember now. Okay,
1: so she goes to Somalia. She is in like face paint and like a uh, solid snake like combat suit, and she is hiding behind stuff and running up on dudes and choking them out, and it's hilarious and she meets this young child soldier and he follows her around he's, he's, he's as tall as his AK-47 strapped to his back uh, and they can't talk to each other and there's this, this moment of connection and it's very goofy and like the most like, it's totally grossly colonialist, absolutely Yep. yep. Uh, and it is the most video game moment and the fact that they took The whole effort of David Cage's we're going to make these cinematic emotional experiences to just have the most video game ass (laughs) video game for an hour delights me to no end. (laughs) For for good and bad, just going full video game in the middle because
0: apparently he has to! Oh yeah. Great. Just great.
1: And it's, it's real dumb. Like, that, that whole scene, uh, like, accomplishes almost nothing. Like, if you just went, uh, like, talked around that scene, like, something went bad on a mission, and Jody was misled and, like, did something that she regretted. A, I think it would be more interesting in terms of the fallout, because you wouldn't have specifics. And B, like, that whole scene could be excised and it wouldn't matter. Like, that's a big expensive set piece to put in just to have a scene where Jody's running around, like, choking dudes out with guns. A thing that looks like a video game. Yep. Because that whole scene is literally the first hour and a half of Metal Gear Solid 4. (laughs) I mean, the first time Metal Gear Solid 4 I think takes place in Afghanistan, but it's a lot of you are crawling around a war going on around you and trying to avoid... That's
0: why everyone says it's, uh, oh, oh, the one where she's in the Middle East is because it's more what they're saying is, oh, the one where it's Metal Gear Solid 4.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and it's real goofy. I don't know. I I enjoyed playing that because it was the lightest stealth in the entire world. Uh, it was it was very silly in the way that like I, I like I don't really like war games, but I like Metal Gear Solid. So of course this appealed to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But she ends up murdering someone, this warlord who was actually like a democratically elected official, and she has this crisis of conscience about it. And I don't. Why I say it'd be better Maybe if they just cut this out And referred to it Is The idea that she is suddenly Really regretful About killing this person When she finds out The circumstances of why Doesn't make sense to me I don't think it's earned very well
2: Really? Because Hmm. she
1: freaks out She's like Oh I murdered someone I shouldn't have murdered You murdered someone And a lot of people besides On the way there like where like where does it draw the line like this was okay and this wasn't? Like I'm gonna be a soldier and I'm gonna go on missions where I kill people, but only the bad people? Like I guess it's because she you know, it was in her face. Like she didn't have she didn't have to have the distance. And I think part of my problem is they play this up as this is the reason why, like, she doesn't trust Ryan, and that's fun, I guess, but they paint him as like this they try to paint him as like this huge villain in Jody's narrative, but like he's just another guy who's doing orders like she did, and it's okay when she like did this thing and then regrets it. It's fine, but it's not okay when he's like, "No, this is what we do. Like this was the job. We all signed up." Yeah, but he didn't tell her the information
0: going in. He said, "You're going to kill this guy. He's a bad guy." He didn't. She did. And whether he or not, didn't make it like, clear that she was he was an elected official. I I. Sh- I got the fact... I like, think, I I think it it's a this... really
1: weird hair to split given oh. the moral, like her moral outrage afterwards.
0: Yeah, I think it's poorly executed, but I think the implication was that one, she was being lied to. Was sure. That, or, she didn't like it. She so was like, yeah, you have used me in my entire life has been for this purpose and then you're not even going to tell me what I'm doing.
1: I guess like, part of it I... is it's a tropey moment, but mm-hmm. I think it's a trope that isn't helpful and isn't earned and well like it's a tropey game but this is the one that feels like it, it's there and shouldn't be there
0: i th- i feel like this g- should be better but it has to be that it's
1: like the core of the game is because i think i think you could have this as a giant question mark and the game would be fine something happened they can refer to it obliquely it's no, better I... in your mind what that is i like don't it... think
0: so. I disagree because you need this moment where you understand why Jody flipped and why she's... Yeah, I You need I agree. that moment. You need, Even though it's poorly Otherwise, done. it
3: doesn't really make sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. And also just to emotionally understand Jodie's state for the for final stretch, you need her to be against the I
1: disagree. They've already set up so much of her by that point running away from these people pursuing her. Like what the the specific details are? It don't matter. It's not it's not the specifics of what happened.
0: It's the fact that Ryan personally betrayed her. It's the it's, less about this specific point, but more the fact that up until her entire life this until now, she's been being told what to do and hasn't had the chance to rebel against it, hasn't had no chance to actually make her own decision, and this is her first moment of agency in the entire plot, is to break away from Ryan, and this is more the straw that breaks the camel's back rather than the big moral transgression, is how I read it, at least. And I feel like you need that moment in her arc.
3: I'm
1: with Jackson. I will respectfully disagree. (laughs) <laughs> so she ends up breaking uh, away from the CAA she goes AWOL and uh, we lead to what I actually think is the most emotionally impactful chapter which is Homeless where I Jodi okay, yeah, is well. on the street in winter uh, she is being haunted by the, the creatures from the infra world which we aren't even going to get into because it's not really important outside of plot and classes. we've talked for seven years already yep <laughs> Oh, this is going to be an epic long one. I'm not... Like, this is all good. I'm not cutting any of this bullshit.
0: Remember when you said that we might need a backup segment too?
1: Yeah, I was wrong. Um, and uh, she's taken in by a homeless man who uh, introduces her to a whole cadre of homeless folks. All of Most of them with a heart of gold. Actually, all of them. Even the drug guy. He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, well, he the maybe stay out. away from him when he's going through withdrawals, but he's all right. Uh, and you have this like you're begging for change and your homeless buddy stan that's his name right stan yeah Yeah. uh gets beat up by some fucking gross kids who want to film it and you go and save them by being cia agent and beat the shit out of them it's great the moment
0: when he got beat up strangely was a weird moment of relief because i spent the entire time thinking oh when's stan gonna betray you and steal the money See, that's what you thought. I never
1: thought that's where this was going. I never thought that
0: either. I assumed that was where it was going. And then it was like, no, this is my buddy and I'm going to protect him. And fuck all the... Yeah, because those homeless buddies are great. And also ridiculous in their own ways. Like, there's the one, the girl who's like, what's your name? I'm Tuesday because that's the day I ran away from home. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and she's pregnant, and everyone needs meat, meals. So you play guitar, and there's this really beautiful scene that just stops for three you sing minutes. It's a
3: Beck song.
1: What yeah. is it? It's a Beck song. It's a,
3: it's, it's Lost Cause okay. by Beck. This, it's one of those songs. This will beautiful actually probably be our written. outro
1: song today, I think. So. Yeah, it's.
3: it's and everyone's going to have a good cry to it. <laughs> it's
1: and, a great uh, year. yeah, it's just Ellen Page playing guitar and singing for three minutes. It's great. It's beautiful that they put that in there. Uh,. And, uh, then you, uh, what's her face? Zoe goes into labor cause she's pregnant and you have to find a house and then she has a kid cause you deliver a baby cause that's apparently part of CAA training. I don't know. <laughs> um, that, I don't, I think no one knows what they're doing. I think what she wanted. No, to be... no, no. I know I'm being glib.
2: Okay. She's it's a scary, weird, fun. scary
1: mess, but people were having kids before they were able to communicate. So like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and baby happens and then everything's on fire yep. and you have to rescue all of your homeless friends from a burning building
3: I didn't even know you could leave them to yeah, die neither did like, I. I had no idea until I looked up the different endings uh, because
1: we would not let those people die uh, yeah
3: they're mine uh, no.
2: and
1: uh, it turns out that those fucking awful kids came back and set fire to the building because they saw you go in there and then they beat you senseless like, into oh. a coma, in which you're in for months.
0: Oh. Oh, I, I know that if you don't get out of the burning building, the burning building is what sends you into a coma. Oh, oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh. So I, I've had conversations with other people who really don't like the way that the the it's then revealed to be the um, those kids. Cause, oh, such a cop-out for those kids to just beat you up. Whereas I thought the fact that it's those kids coming back is actually one of the more well-executed moments in the game, like, emotionally. You
1: feel real angry, real
0: angry. God, those guys! (laughs) You don't even get the chance for
1: Aiden to uh, f him up. No, because you're knocked unconscious, and Iden like his awareness is linked to you being aware, basically.
3: Yep. Super frustrating.
1: Um, but it's a great chapter. It's uh, it's the saddest chapter. Straight yeah. up, like that—that that is a yeah, devastating piece of. It's just an hour where you live with these homeless people, and Jody tries to kill herself twice. Well, she can do. You have the option where she contemplates it, and that's enough for me to consider it her trying to kill herself.
0: I, I felt weird about those moments. I don't know that that being. Hmm.
1: Like, she's, she's on the run, like, everyone's betrayed her. She's seeing these, like, creatures from the other world, like, coming after her. Like, it makes sense that this is her, like, super darkest time. It makes sense that Jodie as a character would try to kill herself, but then giving the player the
0: option when they know there's half when there's so much game left. Uh, that's a good point. Fact, I, assume, really weird. I assume it won't
1: let you if you try.
0: Yeah, well, that's almost weird in itself. Like, as a topic, had a way for games to address suicide, it felt...
1: Really thrown in to say, oh, she's considering suicide because she's super And was, I'm um, like, okay, I don't know because I didn't look it up. But my assumption is if you grab the knife, yeah, uh, she, Stan will stop you. She'll be stopped. Like okay. she doesn't actually. But I, I ass- like, and that's, I get your point there. But I also assume that if she tried to jump off the thing, Iden would stop her. And I think that's a totally consistent thing.
0: Yeah. That. That. Yeah.
1: Yes. because you're standing on this embankment and you're like oh maybe i should just step off but i assume that Aiden would push her back because you can create those force fields and stuff and it like the idea that she's a character who might want to die at some point but can't because of the thing that's already the cause of all their problems that, makes a lot yep. of sense narratively.
0: that would if they had explored that more explicitly i'd be into that because
3: yeah it's a little weird but it 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 works but it i don't know I neither had,
1: was neither it was, it was uh choose trying to kill herself though so definitely no no we no. don't really know that's yeah. not the Jody we're playing anyway at least not for me nope
0: it's not even that it wasn't
1: the Jody I was playing
0: It's that I'm not gonna try that I don't know I didn't that option being yeah. there felt really strange okay um it, it really it rubbed me the wrong way not in a way that ruined the game but it, it didn't sit well with me that that was just a was just here's how you can see how depressed she is maybe try to kill herself and see what ha- try to kill yourself and see what happens it f- didn't sit well at all okay.
1: Um, and then Navajo. (laughs) Someone want to summarize Navajo? That's not me. Which is Navajo's your chapter? That's the one you're really into, though.
0: (laughs) Like I'll summarize. Yeah, go, Destiny. Go,
3: take it. Um. Okay. So Jody, she she's a wandering wanderer. Ends up in the southwestern desert. Um, comes across, is it a cabin? A farm? I guess it's a farm. It's like a
1: ranch house and, like, a barn and stuff.
3: There are horses and goats. Uh, and she knocks on the door, because she's super thirsty. And, uh, I can't remember the dad's name. He opens the door. Paul. Uh, turns out Paul lives there with his two sons and his mother. Uh, his sons are named Jay and... Bippy no, I have no
1: idea Jay's the only one That actually oh. matters
3: Jay and not so good Looking brother of Jay. <laughs> Surly
1: Jay Surly Jay Jr Surly Jay. That's my rap name Surly Jay Jr
3: Sur- Surly <laughs> uh, Sorry, Jay. Mousy Jay uh, And the mother She is um, In a wheelchair And she does not speak And They are uh, the, uh, the, Danae people The
0: younger son <laughs> Is called Corey Because of course The younger oh. son Is called Corey <laughs>
3: Why do they have the names of, like, <laughs> 80s high school jocks? I don't know. Yeah. Jay and Corey. <laughs> like Anyway, so she ends up staying with them and doing odd jobs on the, the ranch. And you find out that these ghost spirits are um, terrorizing the home every night. And nobody wants to talk about it. But eventually, like, you find out it's connected to the infraworld. Um, Matt, take over because I don't
1: explaining the ghosty stuff is... Okay, so there's a mystery, like, <laughs> something happens at night that assaults the farmstead, and they lock the windows and doors, and you're not really told what's going on, and you see this, like, ghost native warrior out there, and you think that that, that maybe that's the problem, uh, and being Jody, you decide to go investigate, because that's what you do, you meddle, uh, and... You, you go, you take a horse, and you ride out, and you find this long-winded backstory of there were these five native warriors back in the day who opened this gate to the Infraworld. Uh, this was during, what, the Civil War? No, I, I just assume it's during Westward Expansion. I don't think it's explicit. Oh, um, okay. And uh, they opened this gate to the Infraworld, but before they can close it, they're, like, set upon by these soldiers from this fort. Because, th- no, that's the thing. They're fighting the, the, the white soldiers of the fort, like, the American cavalry or whatever. And they decide, because there's so few of them left, that they're going to summon, like, creatures from the Infraworld to help fight with them. And yes. the creatures are awful and evil and kill them all. And then there's a giant creature haunting the place. And these five warrior spirits decide to stay on as entities to try to protect the last of their clan, which is Paul and Jay and Corey and Grandma. Uh, and you find that all out and decide to try to help them. You like Using the knowledge of... At this point, Aiden has expressed his ability to like show Jody the like history of something. Like the past energies or memories attached to objects and people. Uh, and you use all that information to find out that the grandmother knows that stuff and it has, like, the last remnants of that heritage and that ritual in her because she was, like, the granddaughter of one of the, like, uh, one of the warriors or something like that. Um, and you do the ritual and you seal up the demon.
3: Oh, and all the while, sexual tension with Foxy Foxy J. Yeah, There's Jay, no tension Jody there. walks
1: around in a, in a t-shirt and underwear for a lot of it. Oh, but he hates her, and, and she kind of hates and, him. But they're both cute. Oh, it's 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 like, uh, you know, grudge fuck hate.
3: Yeah, it's it's super simmering. It's right under the. So I thought it was the there.
1: thing. So okay, the obvious and not inaccurate complaint about this is that it is a, it, it trades heavily in like mystic Native American racist bullshit. Yeah. And that's that I'm not going to even try to argue that. It totally does. Uh, It at least doesn't do the thing that I thought it was going to do, where Paul was going to send Jodie on a vision quest and unlock her paranormal powers for the rest of the end of the game.
3: we were like, when's the vision quest coming? Like, the whole. Because you, time you end that up that going chapter.
1: into like a sweat lodge, and I was like, oh, this is where it's going to go down. It's going to be the worst thing in the world. And it doesn't <laughs> do that, thank God. And maybe that's why I was more kind to it, because I was surprised it wasn't actually like full bore, straight up racist. And just... I mean,
0: you, it was... you still were, because you had Aiden, you still were technically the chosen one who could control the info world. Yep, the white savior. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you don't actually need
1: Aiden. If there was just another person there, Aiden would be totally superfluous. Mm, but but, but there is, is the, the reason moment where you need five people to complete the ritual, and there's only four <laughs> of you, and you're like, that's right. We we, we need four we souls, need... but we have another soul. Jody is two souls. Because <laughs> Aiden counts as one, and Aiden stands on the fifth point of their like ritual circle and helps them out. And it's really goofy. Chapter should have been called and Iden makes five. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't disagree with your complaints. The thing I like about this chapter is it is the perfect vision of like the ideal, what I would want of beyond two souls, where it is Jody in like a old TV hero hero story where she's walking the earth, like Kane and Kung Fu, yes, or any other <laughs> a number of things like the Incredible Hulk show or whatever, and she gets in these adventures and she meets these interesting people and she saves them because of course she does, he's a hero, but then like she has like a romance that lasts the one episode and then at the end she yeah. rides off into the sunset to get into another adventure. Like the Beyond Two Souls as a TV show is never more crystal clear as it is in this episode. It's this and
0: Homeless slightly this more than Homeless because it's yes. more standalone. Yeah. But those these those are the two. Yep. And they come so close to each Definitely. other that there's a moment where you think, oh, are, this, are they doing this?
1: Are they yeah. Doing are they, is this <laughs> just going to become a TV show now? And sadly, no. But these uh, two speak to what an amazing like opportunity this setting gives for like an episodic narrative. That is kind of what the game does in total, but not in the, not as well and not in the same way as these mm-hmm. two chapters specifically. Yeah, They go for it. Like each one is a radically different setting, a radically different feel. Homeless is really small and intimate and uh, cold. It feels cold and feels lonely. And Navajo is you're riding in this incredible expanse and it looks beautiful. Like this is the best looking chapter as far as I'm concerned. It's mm-hmm. all awash in these like great uh, like bright blue skies and uh, great orange like rock formations and you're riding horses through these expanses, and it feels homey in like a like a different way. Like once they kind of take her on and, and you're just doing farmhand chores, it's like oh Jody found a place where this feels like an okay place to be and she doesn't have a lot of that. And I was into her weird romance that you know isn't actually going to lead anywhere and the mystery of this thing and i i don't know i i invested in it more than i thought i would and i, I ended up really liking it I, fully it admitting works. it's got all those problems
3: yeah no i agree i totally agree
1: this is this is the this is definitely the tv show i would watch of this game if it was just her doing that every episode
0: <laughs> yeah i just think as an episode of a tv show it's a middling. like i would pref- like i liked bits of it i like the fact that it was beautiful and, but just like the, the romance story felt so, I mean, all, all of them, all the, both quote unquote romances were the most flat things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing like, I don't know. I didn't, I just didn't connect to it in the same way you did, I guess. That's fine.
3: Oh, I'll agree that they're very dumb and predictable. I just, I, I ate it up
0: anyway. It's 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 more that um, in this chapter specifically that I didn't connect with the family like the characters were too especially um, super hot guy and super unhot brother. I there was see, just
1: the, the thing is like the other brother reminded me so much of someone one of my friends would be into that I saw them both as like potential romantic angels. The thing like this chapter to me basically felt like the interesting parts of the Jacob stuff in Twilight. And that's the only time <laughs> I'll ever say interesting parts of Carly. But, like, the oh, thing that no. appeals to people about that, like, oh, this hot native boy, and he's, he's you know, he's cute and uh, potentially dangerous. And, uh, like, it trades in, like, this kind of exoticism that's, yes, kind of, like, it's gross, but it's there. Oh,
3: it is gross. Not yeah, kind of no, gross. it's gross, Very but it's gross. there.
1: Like, that's a thing that happened. Like, this is, this is a thing. This is the chapter that's like, oh, people would be into this movie. Yep. Yeah. It's bad, but it's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And that it 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 reaches that like again, like I don't, like it's not perfect and it's not without condemnation, but like I appreciate that it did that and was able to get that out of it. Yeah. Because I thought it was just going to be, like, like racist, mystical, like, Native American power hour, and it wasn't oh, that. The,
0: the first 15 minutes, I mean, the first 15 minutes aren't bad, but the stuff they're setting up seems like it could be so appalling. Yeah, we, like, were, we were oh. making
1: guesses about what was going to happen oh. in that chapter.
0: And, then, and it's the moment where the warrior uh, ghost shows up while she's in the shower, and you're like, oh, this is about to go real bad, real fast! Mm-hmm. And <laughs> luckily it avoids that. Yep. And then, you run up, you walk away, and then you're like, disappointingly, now it's time for me to go back. Yep. And you're like, no! Yeah. That's not what you're meant to be doing, Jody. <laughs> but she does. So,
1: the next thing you have, and I don't know how much we want to talk about, because we're already going so long, is uh, you go to find your mother, your birth mother, that you, oh, you never knew. Oh, that's right! Um, yeah. And this leads essentially to the full thread that goes scre- screaming into the ending.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, just do the ending now. I think this um, needs to wrap this up. Soon. Yeah, so you go hard. to meet
1: your mother, which I think was a really dumb thing to do. I was like, Jody, this, don't do this. This is stupid. This is gonna backfire. Uh, Wasn't we argued about? Yeah, that we argued too, about this. Why
3: wouldn't she want to meet her mother? She's had this thing since birth. I'm with a lot you. Of I'm with you.
0: It, less, less even the question. In fact, I think it would have played better if uh, uh, what's his name Cole was like, "Why the fuck are you doing this? This scene's pointless." It's less that she needs answers, the more that she needs to meet her fucking mother, <laughs> like. <sighs> <laughs> she's had all these terrible fake dads ruining her life. She just needs to see what happened to her mom. I think that's fine.
3: It makes sense yeah. to me. It's what I it's would do. what I would do. If, me, it, yeah. if it
1: had been coached yeah. in that context and not she's going to reveal some deep secret, I probably would have been more okay with it.
0: Oh, sure. I agree on that front that it was less of the big secret thing.
1: Anyway, you go in there, you find out that she was basically like drugged into a coma by the government after you were born because uh you were already like expressing what was it they already know that she had ability oh because both of her both of your parents had the gift right they were like psychic agents or something that's the implication right i think so okay and so they're like oh we need to watch this one so they drug her and take you and put you in foster care uh and then collect you once you start exhibiting powers um And then you get kidnapped by the CIA again because you went into a government facility to find your mother. (laughs) So, of course you did. (laughs) And Ryan offers you, like, an out. He's like, do this one last mission Uh, because fake government, uh, fake Asian government is creating another condenser to, uh, like, capture, and they have, like, a containment field, so they're actually trying to capture monsters from the infraworld and release them as, like, a weapon, like a paranormal weapon.
2: Something like that, They they were
1: trying to give their soldiers entities like you have. Right? Like, that was the idea? Yes. Yeah.
0: That was the idea. Yeah.
1: Which, uh, it's like, that's a really terrible idea, because all these entities that aren't Aiden are, like, murderous and, like, weird space creatures. Uh, And you go on this mission to fake China. Uh, It's fake Russia. It's fake China.
3: It's fake China! What are you talking about? (laughs) It's fake Russia. Russia. No, all it of, all been, of the soldiers game... you me
1: not only are wearing basically Chinese uniforms, but they are Asian men. Alright. If, if you want to tell and me fake China and fake... underwater base has a no, no, giant red nah. dragon symbol on it. If you want to
0: tell me what? fake China and fake Russia are technically the same thing, but just 20 years apart in terms of American entertainment, <laughs> that I will take you up. Yeah, sure, if this game was made in the 80s, <laughs> that is fake Russia. But
1: uh, um. right now, that's fake China. Um, and yeah... Okay. <laughs> and you go, you go to this underwater base, and you get captured, and Iden gets stripped from you, kind of. Yeah, he's
0: they find a way to. He's put in the containment him. field because yeah. it turns into Star Trek for five minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and you have more Metal Gear Jody as you get tortured and talk or not, which only determines whether or not Ryan wears a cool eye patch. If I'd known he was going to wear a cool eye patch, I wouldn't have talked.
2: Right, <laughs> agreed.
1: But I talked immediately because uh, I feel like that's the right thing to do in those situations.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: But uh... yeah, you break out, and it turns into the full dead space uh, experience where you put on this weird underwater diving suit that looks like a spacesuit, and you slowly trudge through this underwater sequence where it's just your footfalls and the echoes of your breathing. And you're in the deep sea, and there's these ghost entities swimming around you, and it is literally the outside the ship's episode uh, sequences of dead space, except you don't have a gun. It is the most referential thing to another video game outside of the part where it's Metal Gear that I've ever seen. That's a good point. Uh, and th- I thought that was really affecting. I would like. The thing, so, the thing, I, okay, the thing where this game references a lot of movies, I think, is kind of poor because it never comes out good for it. It never comes out better, like, oh, this is like that movie but crappier, and everyone looks plastic. Uh, the part <laughs> where it's like, oh, this is like the the atmosphere of these video games, but without, but without... all the gamey bullshit on well, it, yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. I would like it if it leaned more into being that.
0: Like, the argument for David Cage's style comes way more way not when he's emulating movies, but when he's just reducing other video games to their basic forms.
1: Yeah. Uh, really good point. But then you get the thing shut off and you fight the the Chinese commander, the fake Chinese commander. Not that he's <sighs> I, fake, but he's from fake China.
0: I really just hated this mission. Um, Co- conceptually. It's, yeah, it's
1: full of a lot of quick time fight scenes that don't no, work. I,
0: I mean, story-wise. Oh, okay. Like, so she goes back, she I has... I
1: specifically think your problem with this is you played this all in one go.
0: No! Uh, I'm gonna well, make yes. the argument that this is... No, let him, let him okay. finish. Yes, but it's like... I think my problem is that I uh, bought way more into her, fuck Ryan, fuck everything, after the mission. Mm-hmm. And she did... So she comes up, she's going back on, um... to the CIA to, you know, go back to them and do a thing and find out the truth, and she's kidnapped by them AND THEN SHE WORKS FOR THEM AGAIN! And you're like, no, they're, they're won, offering they're you
1: freedom. Me. Like, they're like, we'll wipe the slate clean and give you a fresh start oh, if you do this because that's job. exactly what they're going to do. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> wait, like... like <laughs> so, if knows, you're going to complain sh- about this trope in a game full of every trope.
0: Oh, no, I I was with Jackson. No, because she, no, yeah, she knows sense. better than that because her entire life has been being lied to. Him that, like, the watershed moment of her taking no more of their shit happened and they didn't commit to it. They didn't, like... They have to commit to Jody being like, now, this is my goal to take them down, rather than then to... Cause she, she, otherwise, she loses her conviction, which is what made the chapter where you're breaking in to see um, your mother interesting, is that she's like, no, I'm doing this. It's on now. And it just kind of farts that away by saying, now we're going to stop someone who isn't America having the technology... It ma- turns it away from being the personal quest for Jodie to fight back against um, her own, like, containment by these people and more just nonsense. So I was I was anti-this mission. Uh, just, okay.
1: Yeah. So my original argument was the way you, you <laughs> played this game in kind of one sitting. Yep. Uh, and we played this game in three. There was, like, kind of the setup stuff. Then in, like, our big first sitting, the second sitting was all the... Uh, was homeless and navajo and everything and then the final sitting was metal gear jody and then all of this and when like i block that out as like in my head they're almost like three separate like phases of this game Mm -hmm. um all of this stuff in the third third of it feels internally consistent as this is the part that's about the actual overarching arc of like the government's trying to create paranormal soldiers and you being on missions with them and against them to stop that. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: I, I understand and that. As a, as a, this is my eighth hour of playing this game, it is incredibly tangential and not worth like that investment. I yeah. agree.
0: It just it doesn't factor into Jodie's arc. In no, it any doesn't. Meaningful way. And in um, fact, derails her
1: arc. Though... I personally liked the scene of them at the end sitting on the tundra, like, freezing to death, having their moment.
0: Uh, I mean, I was anti-Ryan, so... I know
1: you're, you're way more anti-Ryan than me, but...
0: I think I let you know, don't be anti-Ryan, because the ro- game will railroad you so hard into... Bit- and
1: like which I said, I was, Ryan. I was only pro-Ryan in as much as Jody was clearly, like, invested in him as a person. And yeah. I wanted Jody to have whatever she wanted, because uh, I, in, like, I invested in her, so...
3: You're pro Jody, yeah.
1: I'm so pro- yeah. Like Ryan's boring, but if that's who she's interested in, then we'll play this out, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I think the game's not very but clear. Even on her then, motivations like there. I
1: didn't like straight up forgive him. I'm like, oh, I like you and all, but like I don't really I forgive think, you for what you I, did. Like I, that's a I shitty think thing.
0: After after the dinner, like after the dinner, the game never um, Jody never expresses any desire towards Ryan unless you give it to her and the dinner's the only scene where it establishes that she's like, Ryan's cool, I would like to sort of... After she's betrayed, then it's... Compl- every time she expresses an opinion on that, you have to decide what it is. Um...
1: No. There is sh- yeah. Sure, I guess. I just didn't yeah. see it as her like, losing those feelings for him. Like, okay. even with the like mess of that mission, uh... Like I thought his argument made sense, and I feel like in the moment like she's super angry, and like that break was going to happen anyway. But the way he acts towards her once he finds that stuff out, like I don't think he's out of line, and I feel like most of the time he's mostly really supportive of her. <laughs> but the way it plays to me as someone who
0: wasn't, who was being more anti Ryan, it just made him keep going. He just kept going, you like kept saying go away Ryan, go and He's like, and then at the end of that mission, he's like, also I like am in love with you by the way. You're like, oh for the twelfth <laughs> time Ryan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he co- and then he comes up again after um like um in that like... see like, that's really interesting because like i had her profess that she loved him back on the thing when they were freezing but once you get to the black sun yep. chapter like she was like look i've got so, so much stuff to deal with like we can't do this like maybe someday yeah. but i need to like take time and like that felt honest time to, to me think. But
0: when you say no both those times, it comes across as no, Ryan like, being the no, like, The game doesn't
1: support those choices at all. all no, I, no, no, yeah. They
0: want you to be
3: Team Ryan.
0: Which, and then, so I wasn't anti-Ryan the whole game, because then in the last 30 minutes, Ryan becomes, oh, there's Ryan that the game wants me to see.
1: No, he does the little back. stupidest thing, we'll talk about that, the little stupidest thing in that final climax that I've ever seen Uh but it, I, I'm trying to wrap this up because we've talked about this. We might even have to separate this podcast into two. It's gone so long. No, we're not going to do that. Okay,
0: then we got to wrap no? this up. Yeah. This has gone on forever. Uh, but he punches a guy in the face and says, that, consider that my resignation, which I think is actually the best line in the game.
3: Oh, that's so dumb.
0: Uh, <laughs> and so Mighty had an eye patch
1: doing it. Willem Dafoe <laughs> goes the full Defoe decides that he wants to open <laughs> up the, the gateway to... Uh, infra because his family died a long time ago and he wants them to come back to life in fact he has them in a containment field like their spirits and torturing them he because he to, and he just
3: doesn't seem to notice. he wants to
1: capture them and you decide to stop him because him opening the portal all the way will like swallow the earth and ruin everything and so you have this big long thing where everything is going to shit and you and ryan and cole like infiltrate the bottom of the base and you fight a bunch of monsters, and then you go in there and you shut down the giant portal in a scene where Jody saves the day, but it's revealed that Aiden was actually her twin in the womb who died and is connected to her because of that. And uh, you can choose life or death, and the only actual choice here is life, because no one would choose death at the end of this game because you still have a mission to do. And <laughs> uh, then the game ends. So, that's all that. Anyone want to say anything about that? Because I don't think that's actually worth talking about, actually. Well, in, in terms yeah. of the choosing
0: life and stuff.
1: No, I, like, yeah. I think the actual endings are worth talking about, but I think all of the plot stuff there is like totally just what you would expect that to wrap up into.
0: I th- oh, well, I was going to say
3: earlier when we were talking about whether or not it should be told in chronological order or not, like, the fact that if you get the ending where she's talking about how she's writing about her life...
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Supports that that makes sense that it would be all disjoint, j- disjointed. Yeah, just uh, throwing. I that think out every
1: there. ending does that as long as you choose life. Oh, okay. Yes, because yeah, if you she's, if you choose beyond, because the choice is beyond or life, because of course it is. She just goes into the ether and becomes an uh, entity, and it's dumb because you didn't shut off the machine yet. <laughs> like the implication yes. if you choose that is that the bad guys win and the earth is swallowed by darkness even though the actual ending for that doesn't support that like someone I guess Ryan threw the switch I don't know
0: <laughs> you you ma- who cares I don't know
1: it doesn't matter that's not the choice anyone would pick yeah uh, but uh, instead you throw the thing save the day and then Jody, because she like she's separated from Aiden because the the portal like tore her thing apart from him yeah uh, and she was in, like, this weird limbo state, and it severed their connection, and he disappeared into the infra-world. Who knows? And then Jody's trying to piece together her life because she has all these problems, like, separated from the entity. Like, all this trauma has, like, shattered her psyche or whatever. And then you get to choose who you're going to be with in the end, and the choices are alone. Uh, Jay, hot Navajo boy. Zoe, <laughs> uh, homeless be- mom. Let's be clear now. Even if
0: you were like Jay's cool, no one's Jay. You don't go back to Jay. You do your, you do your, <laughs> you do your thing with Jay, and then you don't go. You know, and then you leave. That's that's what Jay's role is. Or Jay would not, she's cuter than
3: Ryan, but he's not for the plot. You know. Yeah,
1: like or in Ryan, the TV show, which is the I think yeah. the ending that they kind of push you into is the Ryan ending.
0: I agree. Um, I think, I mean, technically they push you into that, but then in terms of the way the ending goes,
1: the Zoe ending is the one. So. Let's talk about the Zoe ending because it's the <laughs> one worth talking about. In all of the endings, you go and you live kind of happily ever after. Uh, the, alone Until... one's more mello- <laughs> the alone one's more melancholy, but it's it, like it's Jody like putting her life back together. Until Iden shows up and gives you a message that he's still here and you're very delighted by that, even though it probably means that the infra-world somewhere is open and uh, shit goes down. Because all of the endings end with this vision of the future where Jody is straight up commander shepherding in a war torn Earth where the black sun is in the sky and ghosts <laughs> are everywhere and it's post apocalyptic and where is that video game? Because holy Christ, I would play that. Right. Uh, she's master chiefing with like a scarf also like around her neck. It's great.
3: She's got a cute haircut. Don't forget.
1: Because she has a cute she haircut. She has an array when of did, cute haircuts. In when this does game. she
0: not have a cute haircut?
1: <laughs> uh, but if you pick the Zoe ending You go back to your homeless buddies Who are now not homeless They're all sharing an apartment Which is weird, but okay, sure Of course um, they are,
3: they're tight They need the, yeah
1: I assume money. someone went back, that guy went back to teaching school And Stan went, got over his dead wife and daughter And uh, He
3: took odd jobs, she says Okay, okay, yeah And, and uh, depending on whether or not Everyone else is dead uh, Tuesday either works at a bar or takes care of Zoe uh, just by herself while Stan is the brother. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because if everybody lives, uh, she works at a bar and the and uh, ro- black guy takes care oh, of the okay. kid. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, but then you have this narration of Zoe like growing up, becoming someone who is haunted by an entity just like Jodie is. Which came out of nowhere. like Yeah. The, established yeah, established 30 weird. seconds before the end and then paid off at the end. And then <laughs> yeah. in the post-apocalyptic vision of Jody, it doesn't just show Jody; It shows Jody and another young woman who's like, you yes. know, they imply that that is Zoe's daughter. Yes. Which... Yes! No, yeah. Zo- yes. Zo- Zoe is the daughter. It's Tuesday's daughter. Oh, sorry. That's right. Yeah, Zoe's the daughter. My mistake. But...
0: In the Beyond ending, which might be the best version of No, it's of the not the best ending, because no one would pick Beyond ever. No, but, I mean, this specific so, scene, this specific moment in which Zoe has grown up to save the world, and then you are Zoe's entity. Yep. Just the height of nonsense and ridiculous... Oh. <laughs> that yeah, is the real Bananas ending, one. for sure. Yeah. It's great, though. Yeah. It's great. Man! This has gone
1: on far too long. So... <laughs> beyond two souls is a mess like straight up and down like it's like 17 (laughs) different games and movies jammed together but because almost entirely because of ellen page being the most trooper that has ever trooped she uh it's it it mostly works i think i i was delighted by a lot of it and and (laughs) invested in almost all of it
3: same Uh, we had a lot of fun yep
1: I would say
0: I mean I fell in different places in certain bits but I'm glad I played it and we'll play the next one when he doesn't make it
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we've gone on way too long so we're going to stop this and we're going to have a nice segment 4 and we're, we're out of oh, here Christ. <laughs> we've got questions
0: no we don't
1: is that your guitar?
0: yep just about froze my fingers off trying to play it before.
1: You want to try? Be my guest. My
2: sorry eyes They cut through the bone Make it hard Leave you here wearing your wounds, waving your guns at somebody.
0: Questions to finish this podcast up, this epic magnum opus as it has been described by some. Uh, we only have a few questions, mostly riffing on the ideas of the David Cage Quantic Dream discussion, because it's been anticipated for a while between us and our few Twitter followers. So, uh, first question comes from someone who I don't know his real name, but his internet Twitter name is amazing, who is Jung Man Hater. Uh, I'm going to refer to him as that. Uh, His question is, who do you think could do something interesting with David Cage's ideas about gameplay that isn't David Cage?
1: The obvious answer is Molyneux, right?
0: Yeah. I feel one day they have to team up and create the most disappointing (laughs) but loftier ideated game
1: in all time, right? Uh, My actual answers are in two opposite directions. One is Will Wright. Yes. Who doesn't actually make narrative games, but I'd like to see him try to take this framework that can only tell a narrative game and do a weird thing. Maybe it's just a game about being Will Wright. Sim Will, <laughs>
2: That's
1: what it's called. All you do is, like, make weird slides at talks. Um, and my <laughs> other answer is Suda51.
2: <laughs> Which one is?
1: Who makes trash garbage games for trash garbage people, but I can't help but, like, be enthralled by his majesty terribleness. <laughs> Uh, and I would love to see. Because his games are mechanically all over the place. I'd love to see him just have a game where he has to be. Tell a story. It'd be a failure because he can't fucking do it. But <laughs> uh, his games are all weird mechanical style over substance.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I. Like, I, I, I feel that the ideas about gameplay in this are very specific.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I wouldn't put them onto someone else's style, like this is, say what you will about it, Quantic Dream has an identity they have a style of game, you're like oh yeah, that's one of them, their game and I wouldn't necessarily say other people should use this idea as a template Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so I don't know, I mean I like The Walking Dead, which I guess is that
1: yeah, I mean walking To me, I I still think, like Walking Dead is much more an adventure game, but I think Walking Dead is the closest any other game has come to realising the Quantic Dream
3: You've realized the Quantic dream.
1: Uh, my other answer here, I guess, is Christine Love, just because I like her games. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. No, it's coming together in my mind. Yeah, no, that. Yeah. Just someone, just give Christine Love $100
1: to $100 a hundred million dollars,
0: dollars, <laughs> which is really what we're asking. <laughs> oh, so good.
1: Destiny, anybody? I have Anyone?
3: no idea. I don't know where I'd go with that.
1: Okay, well, we'll just move on then, because we are kind of strapped for yeah. time, suddenly. Uh,
0: two, two final questions come from Stephen. Um, what type of game story would you want to see have an AAA production pre- product- ah, have an AAA production value? I can't talk words, but that's a question. What type of game story would you want to see have an AAA production value? A Christine Love game. Okay, done. Yep, done.
1: <laughs> um, is it like a genre, or a specific game story? I think he means... He's
0: says type of, so I think he means genre.
1: Visual novels, obviously. Yeah.
0: yeah obviously.
1: <laughs> That's the only actual answer here.
0: Yeah. I agree. With you. And then his next question is, uh, what genre of film do you wish they made a game out of? Oh. Yeah. Just
3: Tarantino movies.
1: I mean, they it, tried that. All, they're all, all games of that. awful. No, they're I all mean, terrible.
3: like... Like a, um... Not the actiony bits, but like the, you know, turning the dial on the jukebox type moments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would like uh, period costume drama games, like straight Aww. up, legitimately. Uh, they don't make those. You're
0: right. Uh, I don't know. Um, hmm. Hmm. I'm, time is of the essence here, but like period period costume drama is a good one. Like we've already mentioned, space cop. I would, but, yeah,
1: but space cop is forever and always. Space cop is forever and always. I would play
3: the Quantic Dream adaptation of Francis Ha. <laughs> oh,
1: just yes. coming of age comedy. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yes.
3: Just like. Yes. How yes. much vodka will you drink at this party to upset your boyfriend?
0: <laughs> and the answer is all of it. Of course, you will go all the way in on that. You do not choose. You choose revenge. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and the final question from Stephen is, what medium do you think games should be trying to emulate more than film? Uh, painting? A macaroni sculpture? <laughs> <laughs> <He says. laughs>
1: the actual answer in terms of what medium most represents what video games do is comics. To me. Okay. Because you have a lot of visual abstraction as storytelling layers mm-hmm. in a comic book, and I think that that's ultimately what video games mechanically do. Hmm. I would, I'd, I'd like more video games as chasing novelistic tendencies, but like outside of Kentucky Route Zero and maybe The Walking Dead, maybe, maybe there's not a whole lot of that going on.
0: I mean, I'm into music in terms of creating, like, tone. I feel games are really good at creating a tone and a mood and an atmosphere. Uh,
1: If you want to see games chase music, I'd be way into that, because every game that I feel chases music, which is like Rez or Sound Dodger or... Like, they're not even ostensibly music games, but they are games about feeling music. They're incredible. They're all great.
0: Because music as a thing is extremely abstracted um, and very just uh, emotional and base Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that mechanics can do really well, and I, that's 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 what I would say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Destiny. Um, wait, what was the question?
1: What medium uh, wh- do you think games should try to emulate more than film?
3: Oh, I'd a go with one. books. Um, hmm. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd rather see more literary aspirations.
1: Yeah. And those are our questions. Next month, Jackson, we have a big goddamn game on our plate. You're right. We are going back into the annals of history and playing one of the most well-regarded PC RPGs of all time, Planescape Torment by Black Isle. It's a 1999 video game. You can find it on GOG.com for very little money. It'll run on anything. Uh, It is what I always wanted a Bioware game to be. I'm already like 10 hours into it. I love it. I'm excited to get into it. Spoilers. I love it.
0: Next month going to be a good one. So,
1: um, enjoy. In between, you can uh, find our stuff on abnormalmapping.com. Please, if you listen to this, rate and review us on iTunes. We don't ask oh. for that, but I really like some. Someday. We haven't gotten one yet. I know people we're, listen. We're moving Please up in the that. world. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at LitRock. Jackson is at a 2 Destiny, this is your spot to give us all the plugs of what you are about. I am
3: at, at Fridge Buzz now on Twitter. You can follow my podcast um, at BadlandGirls.com, at BadlandGirls on Twitter, dot BadlandGirls.tumblr.com. And I'm also in a book club, BooksForCrooks.tumblr.com.
1: Oh, I don't really plug that, but I guess I do do that <laughs> yeah, also. You
3: should plug your things. It's the plug zone we're plugging.
1: Um, thanks. Now you've no, made it canon. You, no,
0: no, you don't. You don't say thanks because you say that every time, Matt. You are the one that
1: does the plug zone riff off. No, that is you.
0: <laughs> no, 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 that's not me. You started you.
1: it the first I... time I did the array of. Shut up. We're not doing this. <laughs> so before we leave i wanted to say uh please check out badland girls around the time this episode comes out maybe it was the previous episode maybe it's the next episode in Diamond scheduling girls, we will be on their podcast talking about god knows what probably video games Most likely maybe music maybe bullshit oh probably definitely bullshit, bullshit.
2: <laughs>
3: looking forward.
1: french fries and bullshit yes peace out everybody we'll see you next week or month not weak, Christ! This can't be weekly. <laughs> oh God! Who <laughs> kill me? Who goodbye? Play some good video games like nope. Beyond Two Souls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've already pressed. I've already pressed stop. Sean. <laughs>